Sports Radio 560 WQAM Miami Fort Lauderdale presents the Neil Rogers Show. Oh. To talk to Neil, call 5670560 toll free for Dayton Brown or pound 560 on your cell phone. The no. opinions of Neil, his guests, callers, or anyone else on the show do not necessarily reflect those of WQAM, Beasley Reed Acquisitions, or the Beasley Broadcast Group. Now, Neil Rogers on Sports Radio 560 QAM. You're hopping all over, boy. I'm a Catholic. Do you ever wish that your family and friends knew their Bible verses better? Yes. Well, I have the answer to your prayers. From the makers of You Thank My Martyr comes a game the whole family can enjoy. Crucifixion. Crucifixion is not just fun to play, but it forces everyone to know their Bible. And it's easy to play. First, someone picks a word or phrase from the Bible, and the rest of the group takes turns trying to spell it. But be careful. If you pick a wrong letter, your little Jesus doll gets nailed. Um, I'll take a guess. Um, how about a K? Nope. Sorry, Billy. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jesus. After three nails and one spear to the chest, everyone loses. But don't worry. In three days, you can play again. So run down to your local Crucifixion toy store and grab up your very own copy of Crucifixion. Why not play tonight? Comes with a small Jesus doll, nails, and a tiny spear. Fake blood, wooden cross, and hammer not included. Crucifixion, a product of Trinity Brothers. New York, a beggar who received $2 when he knocked on a monastery door, went back a second time, and got another $2. After knocking on the Brooklyn monastery door the third time Monday evening, the man shoved his way in and demanded more money from the 74-year-old Roman Catholic priest. When he was turned down, he started pummeling the priest, police said. Two other priests, 176 and 178, jumped in to try to stop the beating. The robber fought off all three priests, it must be because they're old, I guess, before running away with a set of keys and some personal belongings and a pack of condoms. No, that wasn't in there. So there you go. The reason I mentioned that and the reason I played that good stuff, I'm not going to do any religion. I know that gets a lot of people upset. We spent all day yesterday. We got sidetracked. I wanted to talk about fat people. They wanted to talk about Jesus and uh, and laying to fill in and getting laid and stuff like that. But I do want to find out today, since today is Ass Wednesday. Boy, how can it be already Ass Wednesday? I thought Easter was like in April, around like Pesach time or something. How can it already be Ass Wednesday? Let's find out from some of our good Catholic friends out there. What What is the significance? of Ash Wednesday. And if I would have known that, I'd have brought in some goddamn charcoal today. Huh? Also, it's all Cuban day. You know, we had those uh, that research that fat boy got off the uh, computer. Sure, we got lots of uh, Hispanics out there. Maybe they're just uh, no Cubans. Maybe it's like, uh, huh, Puerto Ricans, Mexicans, Brazilians, Colombians. We've got a lot of Colombians. So we're going to challenge our Cuban friends to call in today. We'd like, and each one of them, we don't have to have a lot of material, just to say, maricon, maricon, and let's uh, take the best 20 of them and maybe we'll make them into superstars, because that's their favorite word. That's about, that's a medley of their material. Come on, let's hear it. 5670560, oh, pound 560 in a mobile one line. Maricon, come on, let's, uh, let's hear it from all our Cuban listeners. We know you're out there. You can even disguise your voice. Put a sock over it in the phone, too. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello? Mobile in Miami. Okay, can't, can't even spit that out. How do you like that? I've always told you, when in doubt, spit it out. Mobile in Hialeah. Hi, Neil. Yes, sir. First time caller, always listen. You, you want the Cubans to call in, right? You're a Cuban? Sir, can you hear me? Hello? Okay. 
Do you have a feeling that we're having a little bit of a, a little bit of a problem here? Communicate. Here's Miami. Hello. Mariko. All right. Yeah, but he didn't tell me if he could hear me or not. He must hear me because I said, "Here's a mobile in Fort Lauderdale." Hello. Mary Coon, y'all. <laughs> oh. oh, you Cubans, man, you're so weak. Two, two of the three, like, uh, couldn't respond. They were like, uh, they're just so nervous. Maybe they're just a bunch of pansies. Could that possibly be it? You think? Uh huh. God, are you Cubans weak? Look at that. We should have all six lines floating right now. Oh, they are floating. Here's a mobile in the Miami. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. I'm Cuban. Yes. How can I help you with? Uh, I want, I want your best version of Maricone. I'm the one who calls you Maricon all the time. Well, I, w- I want you to give me your best uh, shot. Come on. Maricon. No, that wasn't too good. You got to, like, on the last uh, syllable. With, with more, more energy? Em- emphasis, yes. Maricon. Oh, that was good. Okay, gracias. Muchas gracias. Thank you. <laughs> all right. He's still number one, that guy. By the way, tomatoes can lower cancer risk. We're having lunch from Pizza Loft today. Have you called Jeff yet? I know it's too early. He's not there yet. I don't want to get pushy. But we're going to be doing, because we're going to be, not that we're going to be picking out, because I'm doing real well on the scale. Hank, by the way, has lost 30 pounds. Oh! Which tells me you can really see it. It's not a phantom 30 pounds. I've lost 13 pounds on this enforced diet that, <laughs> that I have no choice. I'm on the enforced Atkins. i got no choice. And my, I'm doing so good that my blood pressure medication is like down to almost nothing now. I mean, uh, it's just phenomenal. Maybe it's just, a, maybe it's that garlic I'm taking. You think so? No. No. Here's a lady mobile in Pompano. Hello. Hi, Neil. How you doing today? Okay, man. Um, I was brought up brainwashed Catholic when I was a youngster, and Ash Wednesday. Yeah, what is, is Ash Wednesday? Does that mean everybody has to get laid? Stupid day. But uh, what it is is you go and the priest puts a little ash stuff on your forehead. You have the priest's ash? <laughs> I don't know where they get it from, but it's the beginning of Lent. And, or Lent, Lent, whatever that right. is. And you're Which supposed to get something up. Aren't you supposed to fast today? No. Well, what you're supposed to do is today you're supposed to give up something and give it up until Easter. Like, if you smoke, you give up smoking till Easter. If you eat, you give up eating till Easter or whatever. It's just really stupid. I and heard, then Easter I heard that today, start... today that the priest is willing to give up his rectum with the altar boys. <laughs> That's what I well, heard. Well, I believe it. And I do give believe there are, there are altar girls. I do believe. Not a long time ago, but recently, I think I... I don't go to church, but I did go to a wedding. Well, that's the S&M division. That's where the nuns like to whip them into shape. Yeah, I worked for a nunnery, a Catholic hospital, for two years, and I could tell you stories. 300 nuns and one priest. Yeah. Yeah, very interesting place. Service with a smile, I guess. And also... um, Either better, maybe they were all safe. (laughs) Ah, they're miserable, but... um. But um, also, I deliver for a living, and I deliver flowers to people. Yeah. And, you know, they can't even say thank you. They just grab them out of your hand and shut the door in your face like yeah. you're nothing. This town uh, but, uh, Listen, so I'm going gonna, gonna to tell you a story in a couple minutes about going for a prescription last night. That, uh-huh. will, that You'll just want to cry. You'll want to sit and hold your head in your hands. I mean, they, I cry the, every the, day. the service that they have in this town is so pathetic. And so where do they get these people? They must just, drag them out of a dumpster somewhere. I don't know. I I was I got to give up cable too because uh well you should give up cable anyway. But my cable was out for four days, and they told me the reason the cable was out was because somebody in the building was stealing cable. So they shut the whole building down for four days, and now they don't even want to give me credit for the four days. And this whole town, and they treat you so nasty. Even if you can get a person, 
<laughs> I mean, you drive around here and you look around and I, you can't see one person smiling. Everybody's yeah. miserable, except for the people that are listening to you. They're well, smiling. Most dark-tinted windows because they're doing stuff on the inside. Well, listen, have a happy-ass Wednesday, sweetheart. Oh, wait, wait. I'm sorry. Yeah. I have one more question for you. Yes. Driving around, I see a lot of people driving purple cars. If you drive a purple car, does that mean you're gay? Yes. Thank you, Neil. Happy ass. Wednesday. <laughs> See ya. Yeah, it's Ass Wednesday. Here's a mobile in Hialeah. Hello. Hey, Neil. I lost you last time. You want to hear it? Maricon. No, you got the emphasis on the wrong okay, syllable. Okay. It's got to be on the Mar last. Okay. Maricon. There you go. Now you're getting there. Work on it, okay? <laughs> Thank you, man. Okay, he's working on a maricon. There we go. We got some Cubans coming out of the closet today. That's good. It's coming out. Of, it's Ass Wednesday, and it's coming out of the closet day. It's the day to give up your Rectal. Father O'Toole because you got to give up something. Tomatoes can lower cancer risk, as I started to say before I so rudely interrupted myself. Data most compelling for cancers of the prostate, lung, and stomach. Now, maybe that's why in the Mediterranean, you know, they call it that Mediterranean diet, the Italians and the Greeks, if I can say that. Can I say Greeks? No. Well, the Italians, anyway. They eat lots of that pasta and uh, with lots of uh, tomato sauce. Lots and lots. They have tomato sauce on pizza and on pasta and on just about every goddamn thing. They're just uh, big into tomatoes because they got – the thing is they have good tomatoes, unlike here, especially like in Florida where the tomatoes are all green and then they gas them to make them look red or make them look at least a little orange because they're so bad. But nevertheless, this is a tremendous study. It says many forms – of uh, of uh, tomatoes, and especially, we're talking cooked, processed. Although it says here raw, the other thing I read the other day, says raw tomatoes don't do a damn thing for it. They're not as effective. It's better if it's cooked or processed, like ketchup, spaghetti sauce, tomato paste, soup, and even salsa. All of these things. Help tremendously to uh, fight cancer. So all you guys worried about your prostate, and believe me, you ought to be, uh, start just packing it in, and the uh, sauce too, ketchup. Just start swilling ketchup out of the bottle. By the way, you know in Amsterdam they uh, use mayonnaise on their ketchup, on their uh, French fries. <laughs> yeah, John Revolta once told me that, and I said, I know already. I've been there sixty times. I know. Yeah, they use mayonnaise on their fries. <laughs> Get the f out of here. Yeah, right. They use mayonnaise. They're smearing it. I wouldn't be surprised if they even use mayonnaise on their. Rectum. They just happen to like it, you know. A lot of goyim over there. Goyim like mayonnaise. Jews not so much. Maybe in uh, chicken salad. What's the lotion in the basket? Since the word came down, I've been home crying in my bed. I turn off the TV because they say the NBA is dead. Well, Robin, you love to whine. Why don't you practice at the free throw line? Then you can help the cause and help the kid along with that mind. All right.
1014 at 560 WQM. To show you how many dumb people there are in this town, this uh, bit that I just played is a new ACN bit. was not Boca Brian, okay, but the anti-Boca Brian guy, the asshole, the misfit with that 888 number, whatever it is, uh, this guy calls right off the bat. We're just barely out of the air this morning. And already, because this guy's got such a full, rich life, screaming and hollering on the phone with George, Boca Brian, stop, stop. That wasn't Boca Brian. Was that Boca Brian? No. Oh. So you lose, and you're, you're really slipping, pal. You're really slipping. If you're going to knock Boca Brian and make all of these goddamn phone calls, at least you better know which bits are his and which are not, you jackass. Speaking of jackasses, by the way, major scandal in our sales department. I uh, this morning said to George, where's Scott Schwartz lately? Haven't seen our friend Scott Schwartz. He used to work with us. He was at GTR. Then he was at IOD, and then he was uh, at the coast, and then he was at uh, TMI, and then he was out of work, and then he was over here. And I told him, I said, Scott, you don't want to come to work in this place. I'm begging you. I'm telling you, you're not. You're just not going to be able to deal with this. This is a place unlike you've ever seen before in your life. And I've noticed the last several days that uh, I just haven't seen him around. And George says, oh, I'm glad you asked me that. He just kind of like disappeared in the middle of the night, just vanished. Vanished out of this place into thin air. And on the other end of the scale, on the heavy-duty end of the scale, uh, Fat Boy, Jeff High. What All the things that I've told you about, Jeff High, are true multiplied times 100. Walking problem, a big, fat walking problem, comes to me at the end of the show yesterday and says, oh, hey, Pally, hey, Pally, how about the Hialeah? Can, you, can I get you to do live spots for Hialeah? And I looked at him with a look of incredulity, and I said, no, no, no. no. Hialeah track, okay, a place that is a pox, a pockmark on the progress of the human race. The unctuous John Brunetti in Hialeah Park. And I'm going to do live endorsements for Hialeah? No. I don't think so, fat boy. And then as I wandered out of here yesterday, it dawned on me that this was his general modus operandi, always coming to me with stuff that I, wore, that I didn't want to do, and half of the time trying to sneak it on the air anyway. Nice going, fat boy, but pretty much whatever you're going to bring down here, the answer is always going to be no. just on general principle because you're full of crap. Not, not, not as full of crap as Sam the Yenta Man, our promotions man. That's my new name for him, by the way, one of the untouchables here, Sam the Yenta Man. It was Sam who started all those stories about Josh. Well, they weren't stories. They were true stories about him being up in the press box and practically chasing Al Leiter and his daughter out of there at the Panthers-San Jose game Monday night because he was obnoxious and overbearing and probably smelled bad, too. That was Sam the Shan that's, uh, the Yenta Man started those stories. And then, of course, once they get on the air, Greg Reed, turn on Neil Rogers, Greg Reed. See, no matter where you work, I'm sure that a lot of you, you know, you work for a living, you go to the office, wherever you work, there's got to be at least one or two people who really have no particular function. They're there, but they're just taking up space. Or in this case, like they're part of the boss's uh, extended family. They're one of the untouchables. And so when those people, like, hang around, basically all they have to do is make a lot of trouble, stir up a lot of crap, because they don't really have a job definition. So on those rare moments when they actually show their face or they're around the operation, wherever you're working, all they do is make trouble. Sam the Yenta Man, we're on to you, sweetheart. Maybe, maybe you got the wool over your eyes or you got the naked pictures upstairs. You're not fooling anybody down here on the second floor. Here's a mobile in Lantana. Hello. Mobile in Lantana. Hey, Neil, what's up? Yes, sir. First of all, I'm not, I'm not Cuban. Well, nobody's And uh, I got something to tell you. Yeah. There you go. Neil. Julio Viejo Maricón. Yeah. <laughs> el, el Maricón Grandísimo en todo el mundo. No, no, no. In Dominican, we say Don Mariconazo. That's the word. Oh, Mariconazo. Oh, don't yeah. say asshole. Okay, have a great day, sir. Whatever. He's not Cuban, but he's some kind of spick in Lantana. Get the search party out. They're not too big on that stuff up in Palm Beach County, I'll tell you that right now. No spicketing lace. 
We have an open line in Broward 2 and Dade, 5670560, pound 560 on the mobile one line. Mobile in Fort Lauderdale, hello. Neil, does a Jewish Cuban call in and say Murray Cohen? Murray Cohen, right. Okay, short and sweet, right to the point. Weak. Mobile in Fort Lauderdale, hello. Hello, Neil. Yes. I am a Julio guarantee, and I can say Maricon! Oh! All right, that was good. That was, Put that one on the list. That was the best. Said it with some feeling, with some umphasis. Anyway, there was a story we had Monday, which we got no response to. Of course, we don't get much response to anything, but I just keep plodding along. I don't expect any response, especially about something that's, uh, like, really important, like sex. But Newsweek magazine has got more details here than uh, ever before. Bad news in the bedroom. A sex study finds widespread dysfunction. Wait till you hear these numbers. And I just, I, you know, there are all these surveys, all these polls. There are a lot of people, all the guys out there have a poll problem. For example, lack of interest in sex. And it has it by demographics, by age, by uh, gender. 18 to 29. 32% of women 18 to 29 have a lack of interest in sex. 14% of men 18 to 29 suffer from a lack of interest in sex. Does anybody believe this? No. Where do they find these people? In some kind of like a nuthouse somewhere? 14% of men between the ages of 18 and 29 have a lack of interest in sex, and 32% of women. Now, it's also interesting to see education. The dumber they are, well, I shouldn't say that, the less educated they are. Doesn't that sound much better? Less educated? Uh The dumber they are, the less uh, school they've completed, the more problems they've got. For example, less than high school, if you have, uh, haven't finished high school, 42% of those women are, are not interested in sex. I would think they'd be more interested. They've got a lot of time on their hands. And 19% of men who uh, didn't finish high school have suffer from a lack of interest in sex. But if you had some college or a college graduate, only 14% of men and only 24% of women. So the greater your education, see, this is the old, this is a turnaround on the old stereotypes. You know about the trailer trash? I mean, they're reproducing like rabbits because they don't bother with no protection, but that doesn't mean they're interested or doing it that much, or maybe they're just doing it to kill some time, but they're not all that interested. And then we get to the, wait till you hear this. This has got to be a bogus uh, study, okay? Race or ethnicity, white people, this is all ages, 29% of women and 14% of men suffer from a lack of interest in sex. Black, however, 44% of black women and 19% of black men have a lack of interest in sex. Hispanic, 30% of women and 13% of men, 1% lower than the white folk. So Hispanics, as we see, that's why they don't have time to call us every day because they're too busy doing it with themselves, with each other, with uh, you know, with a molasses tree, anything that moves. Is there such a thing as a molasses tree? No. Well, whatever kind of tree that is. Maple. A what? A maple tree has molasses. How about a uh, what? What? What about maple syrup? How about some pancakes, by the way? No, we're getting uh, tomato sauce today. We're getting pizza loft. Lots of tomato sauce. Just ladle it on there, ponytail. We're fighting cancer. We're not picking out. Just keep just keep saying that to yourself. We're fighting cancer. Now, wait till you're this. Can't achieve orgasm. Men, 18 to 29. Well, women, 18 to 29, 26%. Men, 7%. Can't achieve orgasm. I'm assuming that's uh, 
in intercourse. I'm, ass- I'm assuming that, okay? 7% of men 18 to 29 cannot achieve orgasm. Squirt, squirt. Do you believe that? Must be true. It's in right That's right? in Newsweek, yeah. And then it goes on 30 to 39, 40 to 49. It's pretty consistent. They're men, uh, 7%, and then as they get older, up to 9%, but there's not that much difference. And the same with women. In fact, with the women, the older they get, the number goes down. Maybe practice makes perfect. With the women, it goes down from 26 to 23%. Can't achieve orgasm. And then it goes on about those who are currently married, never married, divorced, et cetera, and so on. And then we get back to the education thing again. Less than high school, dumber than sawdust, 34% of the women, that's the highest number of all of them, can't achieve orgasm. And again, the highest number, 11% of the men. I guess nobody showed those uh, guys, uh, showed them a diagram of that billy goat where to put it. Huh? 11% of men who did not graduate high school cannot achieve orgasm. High school graduate, 29% of the women, 7% of the men. College graduate and some college uh, much, much lower. In fact, college graduate, only 18% of the women can achieve orgasm and only 7% of the men. We're back to that original 7%, which I don't believe. They're just they're just faking it, pretending they can't achieve it so they can keep trying over and over again. Didn't work that time, honey. Let's do it again. And race or ethnicity, again. Those poor black women, man, they're just, uh, I don't know how they're popping out all them babies. They're reproducing like rabbits, but they're not interested in it, number one. And number two, can't achieve orgasm, 24% of uh, white women of all ages, 32% of black women, and only 22% of Hispanic women. How do you like that? The Hispanic women are like doing it, or at least uh, they're better actresses, one or the other. And men, white men, 7% can't achieve orgasm, but black and Hispanic, 9% just can't uh, can't quite uh, get uh, get it there, can't get it done. And wait till we get to the premature ejaculation. 18 to, thir- 18 to 29, thir- and of course, obviously, it's only men. Obviously. 18 to 29, 30% of the men suffer from premature squirt, squirt. evaluation, climax too early. 30 to 39, it goes up even worse. They're not getting better, they're getting worse. 32%. Squirt, 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 squirt. 30 to 49, back down to 28%. But 50 to 59, squirt, 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 squirt. 31%. So that's like about a turd. Isn't that what the woman usually says when that happens? You turd? That's about a turd of the men climaxing too early. A little bit overexcitement there, not enough foreplay, just uh, whatever. Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Race or ethnicity, white men, 29% climax too early. Hispanic, only 27%. The Hispanics seem to be the experts when it comes to sex. They're uh, everybody satisfied. But the black folk, 34% of the black men are scored, scored. too early. Maybe because the women are not interested and they want to get it over with quick. I don't know what it is. And then it's got pain during sex. Women only, of course. It's just fantastic, amazing. So, like I said, the Americans talk a good game. They're talking about it a lot, but uh, there's an awful lot of problems there in the goddamn bedroom and on the uh, living room, on the sofa, and on the office uh, desk, and in the oral office. Here's Miami. Hello. Oye, maricón. Si. Gracias. A little bit late on that. Here's a mobile in Miami, uh, Maricone in Miami. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Hi, this is an educated white male who does like to come and is white. Wow, how do you like that? Go to you show a good education. Maybe if you learn nothing else, I'll teach you about sex, how to do it right. There you go. I got a good mic going for you. Yes? You ready? Maricon. Oh! Okay, see ya. Maricon. 
It's my favorite. That, that, see, if you want to understand the Cuban population, that you only need to learn one word. We don't have to give this bilingual bullcrap. Maricon. That kind of sums up like, you know, you can't help it. That's their background. They've been indoctrinated by the Catholic Church. Today is Ass Wednesday, and they got to give up something, so they're giving up their Father O'Toole, and that's uh, just the way it is. That's a cultural thing. That's what we're all hearing from uh, certain other ethnic groups. Oh, it's a cultural thing. Well, there you go. They got their cultural thing, too. Maricon. That's it. This station stands for nothing. Okay, well, the reason uh, I'm not playing anything right now, it's 1031 at QM, by the way, for you without a watch, is because we have to do two five-minute breaks now because the the uh, audio vault, that piece of crap equipment we got screwed up on the first break. Oh, the only one. I found a place for the other one. Oh, okay. Maybe. Like I said. So, hey, we want to move right along, okay? We don't want to uh, do like they do on a morning show with those 15-minute breaks and about then come back for two minutes and then go to an update and then do another 15-minute break because we'd like to hold at least a little bit of the audience, okay? We'd like to hold it. And evidently they ought to be holding it too because these statistics, even George said, even Oversex George said that this uh, survey is very disturbing and astonishing. About a third, a little bit under a third, pretty close, uh, pretty much too close to a third of men climax too early. And of course we know even without any more statistics on here that those are all heterosexuals, by the way, yes. because with us fags it don't make no difference. But uh, anyway. Serious problem there, a serious little problem. So let me tell you, speaking of problems about my uh, experience, do I dare mention it was Walgreens? I shouldn't do that because I like Walgreens a lot. So I won't mention that it was Walgreens over there at uh, Sunrise and Knob Hill. I won't say which one. So anyway, as you know, the story of my rash and this ongoing thing and the uh, allergy to Adelaide. And by the way, thanks to you, the lady in plantation. She's the best doctor of them all. Thank you again, sweetheart. She's the one who, uh, you know, planted that in my mind. And so when I went to Dr. Paskudniak at Cleveland Clinic, and I mentioned about the lady calling about the Adelat, and he said, yeah, those are all uh, symptoms of uh, allergies to Adelat. He got me off of that. My pressure is great now. Thank you, sweetheart. That's for you. You're the best. But anyway, so the dermatologist to give me some of this cream to smear on my neck for this rash, it's only been a couple of months. I mean, you know, I'm a little impatient. And it is going away. It's going away. There's like maybe, a, a, I would say, 90% back in the ballpark now. But there's a little bit of it left. So they said, the, my dermatologist, I saw him at the game Monday night, the hockey game. He said, keep smearing that stuff on there. It'll go away. So I've been smearing it on there, but they had only a few little samples they gave me. So they'd give me a prescription for a big bottle of this, uh, whatever the hell it's called, some kind of cream you smear on there, smear cream. So I take the prescription yesterday on the way home from Mommy's house. I take the prescription to my Walgreens where I buy all my prescriptions, and I spend thousands of dollars on prescriptions there every year, by the way. I was one of their first best customers. See, it's interesting, you know, in the beginning when these stores first opened, because there's one in every street corner in Eckerd's, the Walgreens, every street corner there's another one. And when they first opened, you know, they, they ought to kiss the ground that any of us actually uh, live close enough to go in there and patronize them to keep them going until they all get too busy, because one thing in this town, you can never have too many drugstores. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, Yeah, exactly. Everybody's got prescription drugs. Every, all of us were all sick, especially the old farts. So anyway, this place is a zoo now. But at 4 o'clock, I go in there. I get says to the pharmacist, uh, you know, I give him the prescription. I said, I'll come back around 6. Now, if there was a problem with not coming back around 6, he should have said, well, you know, really backed up, make it around 6.30. He looked at me, no problem. Okay. It's in the computer, your name, you get all your stuff here, fine. I go back to the store five minutes till six. I know I'm always a little bit prematurely early, like uh, squirt, all squirt. these guys in the survey. I'm a little bit prematurely early. Five to six. There's a couple of people standing online, three or four. And, of course, they also have the drive-through uh, prescription thing outside. This is one of the worst things, one of the worst ideas. You people that go through the drive-through to get your prescriptions filled, and I've done it at uh, you know a couple of stores, shame on you. 
because you don't really think that the stores like like when you go through uh, like George mentioned Burger King or McDonald's or Wendy's. The same people that are feeding the people inside and taking care of your orders are not the same ones that are doing the orders at the drive-thru window. They have separate people taking care of that. Do they do that at the drugstores? No. No. However many, two or three people that they got working on 6,000 prescriptions inside and waiting on the customers inside, those are the same ones that have to take care of the people driving up outside. What are you shaking your head about? That's the way it works, Mr. Dumbo. That's insane. Well, that's insane, and that's why now, if you've got to go pick up a prescription, tell them you're going to pick it up at 7 and then show up like at 10 o'clock at night. And they're, oh, sorry, we're closed. Seriously. And then maybe if you're lucky, they'll slide it out of the door. So anyway, I am waited on finally. You know, I'm not the most patient person in the world to say the very best. <laughs> and I'm waited on by a, I don't want to, uh, how do I say this delicately, okay? A young minority lady. Let's leave it at that. Now, I understand that all you people in retail, you're all under a lot of pressure, EEO, PEO, whatever the hell it is, CEO, but EIEIO. If you're going to hire people that aren't really all that swift, why not have them putting all the uh, stationary supplies out there, you know? Why not have them uh, straightening out the candy aisle? Why would you have, because as I left there finally after this experience, I'm thinking to myself, if these are the kind of people that are working in the prescription department, how many people are really getting the right, you know what I'm saying? We're always hearing about people getting the wrong prescription and uh, in the hospital they get it at the drugstore. So anyway, I tell her my name, my real name, of course, which I do all my business under. And she starts looking through the uh, bags, you know, in the uh, under the bees. She starts looking in there. And then she looks at me again and says, spell that for me again. Okay. And I spell it for her again. And she's potching around and looking. And, and now, of course, now she's also running over to the window of the drive-thru people because she's got some uh, bitch out there that she's not finished taking care of out there. And now she's all – and, of course, by the time she comes back, what was that again? How do you spell that? And I, well, this is the third time, okay? Now she goes over and looks, uh, fumbles through all of the stuff that's sitting on the counter that they haven't put in the bins yet. You've seen that. And uh, she's looking and looking. And now the line is starting to get longer. There's a plantation porker in there. There's about a half a dozen people. Now there's seven people. The line is getting longer and longer. And they got about two or three people filling prescriptions behind there that are obviously just eight million miles behind. They just can't catch up. She comes back. She looks in the bin again. She turns around and says to me, after she goes back to the drive-thru window again to say, oh, we're looking at it. Hang on. And she comes back to me. Now, what was that name again? What was the first name? This is the fourth time. I'm not making this up, okay? I have no reason to exaggerate. She diddles around, and now she's looking through, you know, on, on the on the little bins that have the prescription bags in them. It'll say, like, B-A, B-E, you know, to give an idea so you don't have to look through all of them. Now she's looking through, like, B-T. Well, I guess what? There's no T in my She comes back again after diddling through all these bags, which it's obviously not in there yet. And she's, she's got a little slip of paper and a pencil. And she says, what was that last name? How do you spell it again? This is the fifth time. And I said to her, I said, are we on candid camera? Where's the camera? I'm looking around. Or is this a joke? And I start spelling it for her, and she writes down like ZQX. I mean, not exactly that, but letters that haven't been invented in my name yet. Now the uh, prescription guy comes over, the guy that I had dropped it off with, the pharmacist, and he says, oh, yeah, it's over there. Uh, it'll be a few minutes. I said, well, yeah, he says, you said 6 o'clock. I look at my watch. It's now a minute till 6. 
He says, oh, yeah, it'll be a few minutes. So I'm sitting there. Now the next woman, a middle-aged woman, comes up there. She's been standing behind me while all this is going on with the same girl waiting on her. And believe it or not, exactly, she must have spelled her name 792,000 times, given the first name 2,184,000 times. And to be honest with you, I'm not really sure she ever even got the stuff. And then finally, after going back and forth, and, and the, this girl says to her, well, do you know what the prescription was for? What the drug was? And she says, no. I'm going to tell you something. You folks in retail, if you want to keep hiring dumb people, you're going to lose business. That's all I can tell you. I'm talking dumb. I'm not saying that it was necessarily her fault it wasn't ready yet, but how many times can you ask a person the same goddamn question before they finally just start screaming? I actually said that to her. Are we on candid camera? Is this a joke? And she just looked at me with a straight face. She didn't know candid camera from uh, her rectum. She didn't even know what I was talking about. So it wasn't funny. It wasn't amusing. It wasn't sarcastic. It was like uh, she was nonplussed by it. Honey, I'm going to tell you something. Straighten out those candy aisles, sweetheart. Get those envelopes and uh, paper uh, pads all straightened out there in the stationery. But stay out of the prescription department. People's lives depend on that crap. Floridians, dumb as dirt. Well, stay in school. Don't go out on your own. Because there's a whole lot of stuff you just can't do at home. <laughs> Search all around, but you won't see a CEO. With the G E D. When nothing compares to the marvelous feeling of making butter patties stick to the ceiling, smoking in the bathroom, making out in the hall, or hitting a fat kid with a speeding dodgeball. Yeah, I remember that. And throw a paper wad with a fire alarm. Blow up the toilet with a cherry bomb. Dissect a frog in biology class. Find yourself a nerd and wet his ass. <laughs> well, you'll be a hit in chemistry. When you make a class about your belly, start a food fight, you milk out your nose. When you go to school, when anything goes, stay in school, don't go out on your own. Cause there's a whole lot of stuff you just can't do at home. A search all around, but you won't see a CEO with a GED. Search all around, but you won't see a CEO with a GED. Okay, it's 1046 at 560 WQM. Now, see, I'm one of the very few people that will come on here and speak about like that experience I had at Walgreens because most people, well, we're going to offend somebody. Too bad. You're offending me. It's my money I'm spending, okay? I spend a fortune in that joint every goddamn year. When I go into a retail establishment or any place I'm going to spend my money, I don't expect that they're going to be treated by some imbecile who hasn't got any idea what they're doing and is going to keep me in there like ten times longer than I should have been there in the first place. Part of the problem with this whole thing has been with this EEO crap, and that is if there are minority people who are really educated, they're not going to work those kind of jobs because they're put ahead of everybody else in like real jobs. So when you go to your Wendy's or Burger King or into your uh, Walgreens, and I'm not saying always, but very often, unfortunately, 
some of the ethnic minorities, not to spell, you know, single anybody out, who are working in those places are morons because they're working for minimum wage. You're next to it. And so when you order your Whopper with the fries and you drive away and you get 10 blocks up the road and realize you got a fish sandwich with onion rings, uh, you know, that's par for the course because you're doing business with dumb people. And because McDonald's and Burger King and Wendy's, they want to pay people minimum wage. They're like that bit said, they're not going to pay it, uh, 20 bucks an hour to flip hamburgers and to stick burgers and fries in a goddamn bag. And like I said before, educated people. Now, why is it, though, that young white people, not always, but most of the time, like high school kids that are working in those fast food joints, how come they seem to get the order right? No, you're just being prejudiced. No, no, seriously. Am I am I wrong about that? Did I just make that up because I'm a bigot? I don't think so. When I pull up to a fast food joint, I don't care what uh, ethnic deal uh, the person behind the counter is, as long as they wash their hands once this week. I don't give a crap. But what is the problem with that? You automatically know when you pull into some of those places and you see the people behind in there that are, like, uh, putting your stuff together. Oh, boy. Wow. You you, you know it. And you're you're laughing, but you know it's the goddamn truth. By the way, a great, uh, it's not a postcard, it's a photo that somebody sent me, Ron, one of our Panther fans in Section 102, from Alta, Utah. Took this on a uh, resort, a recent ski trip at Alta, Utah, and here's a picture with a road sign. And it's got two names with an arrow to the right, East Greeley, and the second place is called Glory Hole. You're looking for Glory Holes. So if you're looking for Glory Holes, you'll find them in Utah. Maybe that's why we're in Snatch Likes It out there so much. I mean, am I asking too much to go into a place and have somebody be able to uh, know what the hell they're doing and uh, speak English and, and know what I'm talking about and write down the right name without asking me 15 or 20 different times? And then if it was just me, I'd have said, well, maybe she hated my guts. But then the next woman went through the same goddamn thing. And the plantation porker obviously wanted to make the uh, donut sale on the corner there. He just finally gave up and walked away. Here's Miami. Hello. Hey. Yes, sir. Oh, yes, Fort Lauderdale. Like I said, here's Fort Lauderdale. Hey. Yeah. Oh. Are you going to say anything or not? Yeah, yeah. I want well, to let's go. It. Let's get with it. It's okay. only a two-hour show. Yeah, the ancient circle down in Miami. Yeah. Yeah, something should be done about saving that, this uh, Michael Bauman. Yeah, I talked about that yesterday, sir. Nobody's interested. Okay, get out of here. Bug off. That was a good call. Open line in uh, Broward, all three in Dade. I guess the service in Dade must be real good because we're not getting any calls about it from Dade. Five, six, well, we're not getting any calls about it, period. I'm the only one. And, of course, all these, uh, see, this is another thing. You've been conditioned. I'm not saying that you ought to start a food fight in there or something or start throwing a, a fit and spazzing out and falling on the floor. But everybody else is, like, very mellow. And, and then you can see they're starting to dance from one foot to the other back and forth as they're waiting longer and longer. But they're very obedient and very quiet because I guess they want to survive. They want to live and get their prescription and don't want to get arrested by the plantation porker that's standing there. But you're too passive, man. You're too, you're too easy on these bastards. You're giving them their money or your insurance is giving them. Somebody's giving them money for you to get that stuff. Here's a mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Hey, Neil, how are you? Okay, sir. It's a rough day. You know, I couldn't agree with you more about the pharmacy. You know, my father told me many, many years ago, he said, you know, I put up with all kinds of crap and, and rigmarole to make my money, but I won't spend one ounce of crap to spend it. I won't take one ounce of it. Right. So I couldn't agree more. And it's unbelievable. 
I mean, we're it talking is. about we're talking about people so stupid that, and like when I drop the thing off there, just just forgetting about this girl. When you drop something off at the drop-off thing, and I can come back at six, at seven. I mean, you know, until they close, it makes no difference to me. Why not say we're really backed up? Why why not make it six thirty or seven o'clock? Is that okay? And that's fine. You know, no problem. Don't tell me okay, and then I come back and sit around for fifteen or twenty minutes and watch this vaudeville act going on there. I couldn't agree more. I got I got a, a very simple last name. It's four letters, and they have to ask me three, four times. Yeah, that's, it's just unbelievable. It's, it's, it's just it astonishing. Is. You 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 really you really do believe there's got to be a hidden camera somewhere, and they're pulling your leg. They're I'm telling you. And I've been I've been in the same pharmacy for at least uh, I'm going to say seven years, and they still have to ask me how to spell my name. Sir, I've been in this pharmacy since the day they opened a couple of years ago. Whatever it's been, two or three years since the day they opened, I started filling all my prescriptions there. I've spent thousands of dollars in there, and of course, you know, when you have the changing, we used to have a pharmacist in there uh, I knew real well. who was a listener, and everybody, he was he was an older guy. And every time I go in, he knew me. You know, if you go into a place where they know you, then the chances there's a problem are much less. But when they're changing the help, you know, when it's that revolving door, and every five minutes there's somebody new in there, forget it. I know what you mean. Well, good luck to you, pal. You too. Good luck to us. Open line in Broward, 2 and Dade, 5670560 and pound 560 on the mobile one line. Here's a mobile in Hialeah. Hello. I'm holding for Neil. You're holding for him? You're speaking to him. Oh, hi, Neil. Yes, sir. Uh, you go into the store to the pharmacy and you tell the clerk what you exactly want as far as your RX uh, refill. You come back six hours later and they don't have it. They said, well, we never... We never got it. Mm-hmm. Isn't that amazing? Oh, I've had I've had that happen. Yeah, we we don't have anything to refill your prescription. Well, I gave it to you six hours ago. I, I, I've had a doctor call on a prescription. I show up there at the joint, and I get there, and they say, "Oh, well, we have no record of it." And then, like uh, the next day, I'll get a phone call. Oh, well, we found it. You still want it? Yeah, right. Incredible. We well, found it. And of course, when you when you look at the way they do the stuff behind the counter, you see all these. All these RX slips, you know, all these pages, and they've got them all over the place and smeared all over the desk there. It's a miracle they get anybody's stuff right. Right. I wonder how many people are killing themselves right now taking crap that wasn't their prescription in the first place. Incredible. Neil, I have some good news for you. Yes, sir. I was able to sit down and actually eat a half pint. A A half pint. A half pint of Uh, You're you're still in the minor leagues. You better get with it. Practice makes perfect. Eat all the stuff that I can't eat now. Like I said, hammer, the humper has lost 30 pounds. I've lost 13. 43 pounds between us. Oh! We're doing it. Not by choice because uh, it's called staying alive, I think is what it's all about. That's what the BG said. Here's a uh, mobile in West Palm Beach. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Have you ever uh, been through a drive through down in Miami, the, the, the Spanish section of Miami? Yes. Okay. The people that 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 are much more pleasant, uh, cordial, they Cordial. want to help you. Yeah. yeah. As opposed to the ones here in uh, Fort Lauderdale, which which you get a bunch of um, Africans. Africans. Or whatever. Africans, yeah. Africans, yeah. yeah. So the attitude is totally different. And that's true. I would agree with that. And also, and, and, and the reason, and the reason being that the people, uh, unfortunately, I mean, just a fact of life, that people in uh, the Hispanic parts of the community have a much better education, including the young people, and that when you go into a lot of these uh, other parts of town, that the young people that are working behind there for minimum wage uh, do not be too bright in many cases. Well, uh, well, not all, but in many cases, they, in most, the, a lot, the, the, too many. The Spanish people take pride in their job, 
And uh, that's why we, sir. That's why we need more Asians down here. Have you ever encountered a dumb Chinese guy or a girl? Never, never in my life have I encountered a dumb Asian. I'm sure that because there's so many of them and they reproduce like rabbits for a long time there. I'm sure that there's got to be some dumb uh, Asians. But I've never encountered one anywhere in a restaurant, anywhere. They're smart. Yep. They got a brain and they use it. Okay. God bless you, sir. And stick around in Little Havana. Mention my name. Then you'll see bad service. We have an open line in Broward, 5670560. I mean, I realize this sounds, you know, you're not supposed to say these things. Too bad. Too bad, you people. And I know you're under a lot of pressure. you got to hire this, and then the government comes in. And, that's what's wrong with that. That's what's wrong with that whole concept, affirmative action, quotas, all this bull crap. Thank God we're finally getting away from that garbage. Should never have started in the first place. You can't make up for hundreds of years of discrimination by now discriminating against people that have got a brain. You can't do that. Give people an education and let them go out there and compete, you know, like on an even keel. But people who are uneducated, uh, you know, trying to trying to fake their way through uh, taking somebody else's job, I don't buy that. I don't care what kind of job it is, whether they're on TV doing a, a, a TV news person or whether they're flopping hamburgers at McDonald's. I mean, is, is that a difficult job? And, of course, it also entails, you know, making change. Even at the drive-thru, you got to feel the change. Thank God for those new registers, by the way, that show you, you know, it's all digital, it's all electronic. Here's the amount of change you got to give back. What would these people do today? I don't want to sound like an old fuddy-duddy, but I used to work at my father's store in retail, okay, for a long time. And, you know, we didn't have any of that crap where it shows you how much change to give. You learn to make change. Whether it was in the supermarket or any kind of a retail, you learn to make change for a $20 bill or whatever the hell it was. But now, if 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 you went to your supermarket and they didn't have the uh, the digital thing there, the readout that shows how much change you get for whatever bill you just gave them, there are a lot of the, you'd still be standing there from like last week. Uh, let's see. Uh, and, and then of course, if you give them like if it's an odd amount of change, you give them like a nickel or you know what I'm saying. Uh oh, woo! Don't be messing with me now, man. Planet where apes evolved from men. Cop, not your average cop. I'm a swing cop. I like my job a lot. And I'm looking for a place where the action never stops. I'm a swing cop. My mama used to dress me up. I'm a swing cop. With a macho way to be tough. I'm gonna be busting everybody for having too much fun. When I call the douche, my life is full. But that's not the only thing I like to pull. I worship Hitler, he was my kind of man. And I pour hot wax right now, like that! Up against the wall! I thought you'd give in head! Up against the wall! And your legs were spread! Up against the wall! I'm gonna haul you away! And make everyone in the community safe! I'm a swing cop! I take the swing memories home! I'm a swing cop! But I can't score on my own! I'm the pleasure police with the great big purple bow! Just remember, Ken Jenny is the Antichrist. It's 1103 at 560 WQAN. Here's a mobile in Orlando. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. How you doing, my friend? Great. Listen, uh, how about uh, Boston Chicken? When was the last time you ever ate there? Uh, just before they closed. 
You want to talk about Just the before they went out of business out by the Sawgrass. You know why they went out of business? Yeah. They had that in the newspaper. It said, for all morons, please reply. <laughs> I've never in my life have seen anything like that in my life. Yeah. They are the stupidest. But, you know, I tried telling the manager that uh, one time, and then, of course, uh, they give you a look like, well, yeah, you know, uh, I I just don't know what to say. I'm mean, just uh, pathetic. You go in there and uh, they have, you, first of all, it was uh, the setup in Boston Chicken was a place where it was hard to figure out the whole deal anyway. You know, with the side dishes and with right. this and with that. And and so if the customer couldn't figure it out, how could some of those stupid kids behind the counter figure it out? Right. Well, if they would have been serving collard greens and chitlins, I think they would have done a lot better in there. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah. How about a big douchebag for my friends in Disney World? Okay, or for you too. Okay, chitlins and greens. You, you get what he's trying to say? Get the drift? Yes. Okay. We have an open line. Well, they tend to be a little clannish up there in Orlando. I'm not saying that all dumb kids that work in these joints are black. Uh, too many of them, unfortunately. There are some dumb white kids and dumb Hispanic kids. Uh, no dumb Asian kids, though. See, that's the problem. Let's take a lot of the people that are, you know, they can't pass the test. In other words, if their IQ is smaller than their thumbnail size, let's send them up to Vancouver with Ed Jovanovsky, okay? They got to, that's far enough away. Then they can't find their way back. And let's bring in, like, busloads and busloads of Asian people. Any so-called multi-ethnic community that doesn't have, like, hundreds of thousands of Asian people is not a multi-ethnic community. This is a banana boat place. We could use a Chinatown somewhere. Right. Whoever heard of a major city that doesn't have a Chinatown? Whoever heard of that? Toronto, they got two Chinatowns. Not here. Here we got banana boat town. And we got Dumbo Town. And then we got uh, Over Town. No, that's bad. That would that'd be bad. Here's a, well, just fit in there. Here's North Miami. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Yeah, I lived in uh, Northeast North Miami, you know, 42 years, my whole life. This used to be a really good town. Yes, sir. I know the neighborhood has changed. Right over, right over by Keystone Point, the Publix over there on 127th Street and the Boulevard. I worked there as a kid, as a bag boy. And back then, you did your job and you didn't talk. I go over there now. And the cashiers are bantering back and forth. Uh, 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 that's They're right. talking over here. That's right. And I look at the manager and I'm going like, what's the deal? What, what, why is this going on? And I jump in their face. I said, hey, I said, you're on my time. Right. Get back in those groceries and get the phone number or call them later. You know, it's, it's a bunch of crap. Mm-hmm. The same thing with the fast foods. I mean, you can get a trained monkey. How can you screw up an order? At you, you, you didn't, now, you didn't say a trained monkey, didn't you? you didn't uh, say I, oh, I'm sorry. Okay. But, you know, you're talking with the, with the cash register. Could you imagine if they didn't have the technology they have now? I mean, they, no, they, you'd, you'd be in there till midnight. Exactly. You'd, be in there till you'd never get time. the food, and then, then you get your food wrong. Mm-hmm. I never go to those fast food stuff. My ex-wife used to take the kids all the time. I mean, nine out of ten times, she'd come home, and the order would be screwed up, totally right. screwed up. But, uh, you know, I mean... I blame management that they don't really uh, get on their case. Right, right? you're right. They're not you know? paying any attention. Any attention at all. They're, you know, they're walking around in the ozone. I mean, they went the last two minutes with me. Hey, listen, what else? I'm going to tell you, when they don't even say thank you when they yeah. give you the change, and when they just slap it in your slap hand, in your hand and, and they look, and look the other way to continue their conversation with Bozo down at the end of the counter, you know that you're in a place where they just don't give a crap about you, and the management blows. They wouldn't have a clue how to make money. I worked all my life over the beach in Bell Harbor. I worked at Balmoral, the CV Hotel. Let me tell you something. You've got to know how to make money. You've got to treat people right. Right. You know, and if that, these people, if they, had to, if they had to make a living in that, that type of business, they, they'd starve, that's for sure. Yeah, I hate to break the news to some of these managers, but there's a lot of supermarkets and there's a lot of drug stores and there's a lot of, you know, whatever kind of business you're in, there's plenty of them all over the place. 
Listen, there's one other thing I want to touch on. I was reading uh, Barry Jackass. Even if you're a proctologist, there's plenty of asshole <laughs> doctors. Yes. I was reading Barry Jackass's column, I think, Sunday or Saturday. Yeah. You know, and he's on about the forest. And what a great 15 minutes that cackle fest is. And the, and the first 15 minutes of that cackle fest on Saturday morning, I'm going, what is he talking about? Are the, you serious? The banter, how did, how did the, I miss that? Yeah, the banter of the first 15 minutes of the cackle fest on Saturday morning is some of the greatest uh, – Sports roundtable around, and I go, what? That show isn't even a sports show. Not that's even just, a sports that's show. Just it's a getting all his trade out deals. That's oh. part of his deal here. They had the same scam going at IOD, oh. and they made it part of the deal when he came over here. Is that's just a, a schmear fest for Defo to get a lot of trade stuff? That's that's why he's working a sixth day. Can we uh, tell us something? I mean, I, I don't get. Well, it. But what do you expect to get from Barry Jackass? <laughs> is Barry Jackass going to tell you anything about what the ratings are on this exactly. station? Will about what really is popular? Will he he's say not going to tell you. Will he say anything about Hank? Not no, of course not, because uh, he Guy hates us because we we tell the truth about. Him. He's a jackass. Exactly. All right, buddy. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Oh, yeah. that uh, I'm going to have to start getting up early and listen to the first 15 minutes of that cackle fest on Saturday morning. I must be missing out. Am I missing out? No. Must be. Open line and date, 5670560 and pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. we got Hank from Shula's today at 2 o'clock. Bookster at 6, 8 o'clock the pregame. Panthers at Dallas. Boy, that could be really ugly. Uh-huh. 8.30 tonight. Florida sucks. And if we all stick together, management will recognize our demands, and a better workplace can be enjoyed by all. Gee, Sally, I've never seen you like this before. You used to sit on the corner and hardly say a word. You seem real comfortable. Did you get yourself a pair of those new Bear Essence underwear? I know for me, when I'm wearing panties that ride up, I'm a bitch all day. And with Bear Essence, it feels like you're not wearing any panties at all. I went one step better and got the new Bear Bottom panties. All they are is a couple of elastic straps that make it look like you're wearing panties. Actually, I'm not wearing panties at all. Just before coming to the union meeting, I lifted up my skirt and bob from accounting. He slammed me on the coffee machine. I feel great. Bare bottom panties from Bare Essence. They feel like you're wearing nothing at all because you aren't wearing anything at all. It's hey, 1114 at 560-WC. If I want to go to a convenience store, I don't want to start uh, doing this whole ethnic thing here today. Do I? No. Of course not. Do I? Uh-huh. But I mean, you go to a convenience store and it's one of those uh, laundry heads, those uh, Pakistani. They're always very uh, huh? intelligent, very friendly. They don't maybe speak the best English. They may say, may, may I be help- to helping you please, like that, with the parliament lights. But nevertheless, right? They know how to make change. They got an IQ bigger than their toenail size. I think that if you're going to like work with the public, you ought to have like a minimum education. You ought to be able to uh, spell crap or at least take one. Which, speaking of that, I think maybe I better before what's his name gets here with that food. Huh? We love the pizza loft, but I'm going to tell you, if you like a great meal, that'll also uh, clean out your innards. It'll make you shit. Pizza loft, man. It never fails. Never fails. It's a miracle. They ought to have like a special time there. Not early bird. Like uh, maybe, I don't know, some uh, dead time, like 2.30 to 3.30, where they bring all the old farts in there, have a little glass with the fizzing stuff on the table. Because what that would do for this town... Open up new avenues for them. Here's Miami. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. I'm sitting here listening to you, and I'm wondering, what do you have against black people, man? I don't have anything against black people. I have something against uh, people that are stupid and can't wait on me. You seem to, every day, day you seem to find some way to degrade black people. So, in other words, I invented this story that happened last night. I went into into Walgreens, and I just uh, said, okay, give me a bunch of crap so I can talk. Or maybe I just made it up. What I'm saying is, every single day... Yeah. To find some way 
to denigrate black people. It is, such as what? Every single day. Well, well give me an example. Such as what? Well, there's always your, your little stick that you do with the all black people talk like blah, 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 and all that crap. Well, when like did that. I say that? I tell you, you know when what? When did I say that? I listen to your show every day. Yes, and why, why, why do you listen every day? Because you're funny. Oh, that's well, why. when did I say all black people talk like blah, 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 whatever you well, say? Well, if you would listen to your show, you would, somebody would I don't, I don't have to listen case. to the show. I'm doing the show. I, I know what I hint. say. I could give you a hint why, why young black people deal with people like you. Yes. Because they're sick of insipid little bastards like yourself. Uh-huh. That's it. They're sick of little bastards like me? Well, how, how about the lady... Oh, and click. There you go. How about the lady that followed me? They must be sick and tired of her, too, because she was doing the same dumb routine with that lady. In fact, the, the routine she did with that woman was worse than the one with mine. She must have asked her 82 times what her name was. And then the first name and the last name and looking in the computer and still couldn't get it right. That one, You know something? That woman might still be standing there in the store waiting for that prescription. But, sir, you're one of those people that listen every day because I'm funny, but as soon as I say something that ruffles for your feathers, why don't you disagree with what I said? Why don't you tell me that what I said is wrong? I don't have anything against black people. I have something against stupidity. And when I go to spend my money somewhere, I, I don't care whether they're black or white or spick or what they I don't care. I don't ask them their religion. I don't care. I just want decent service. And the fact of the matter is that you go into certain places, uh, depending on where it is and what the management's all about, and they, they don't give a crap. They're either too stupid or they're just too indifferent. And unfortunately, a too large proportion of those people are young black people who are working for minimum wage. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Uh, Mr. Neal. Yes, sir. Yes, a uh, couple quick things. Okay, my name is Tom Brown. Can you repeat that? Tom Brown. I go to the Eckerd's. Well, what do you mean, can I repeat it? What does that mean? Well, obviously, so I go to the Eckerd's. My name, I'm picking up Tom Brown. Yeah. 30 minutes later. How do you spell that? Yeah, B-R-O-W-N. 30 yeah. minutes later, we don't have anything under Braun. Right. I said, okay, let's do this again. B-R-O-W-N. 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 Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know, on and on and on until... I try to keep calm because I'm just hurting myself if I get upset. Now, go to the bank, cash, uh, depositing a big check for a major restaurant in Miami. Okay? The lady, Jamaican, looks at the check and said, looks at the endorsement, says, who do this? Yeah, said, What do you mean, who do this? Yeah. <laughs> the guy that owns the restaurant do that. Yeah. Who do, who do this? Yeah, who do this? Who do this? Who do it? Voodoo, voodoo, I don't know. Well, maybe it was voodoo, she said. Maybe voodoo, I don't know, not voodoo. And, and, and talk about you know, brain Americans are big into voodoo. I always, yeah, I always, I always try to look uh, for the star on the top of their forehead because maybe lobotomy, you know? Yeah. And the last thing, does anybody else... Oh, is that what those Indians do with that little thing out of time? I know I know what that is. Does Indian winner with that lobotomy. dot? Yeah. The last thing, does anybody else but me would talk about morons in the grocery store... And you know what I do? I can't handle these decisions. Okay, Tom, calm down. Call, call, get some, get Tom some help. He's losing it. We have an open line at day one in Broward, five six seven zero five sixty and pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Of course, that's one of my favorite things is when you got like eight items at the uh, express checkout at the supermarket and they give you six bags. Why do they do that? I mean, I realize that those real extra thin, flimsy plastic bags that must cost them about a hundredth of a cent apiece. But why do they do that? Does it does it make like they're giving you more for the money when it's eight items and it's like twenty four bucks, and they use six or seven bags? I hate that. But hey, 
See, you're, you're complaining. You're whining again. You're complaining. Life is great. You were just telling us that yesterday. Life is great, but it could be better if people, uh, you know, knew what the hell they were doing. Here's a mobile in Boca. Hello. Yeah, Neil. Yes, sir. Uh, I, I think the problem with the blacks. What is the problem? It's, it's, it's more their attitude. I mean, stupidity you can overlook if someone has the attitude that they're really trying to do the job and they're trying to work to the peak of their ability. No, I, but they this, just, wait, wait a minute. This episode last night, I don't think it had anything to do with her attitude. I think she was just, uh, it was beyond her ability to deal with it. She just uh, couldn't do it. Well, I think she was giving it her 100% and it was, uh, she was about 50% short. Well, and she, she must have been a moron because, I mean, to ask the name time and again. I over just... and over. And, and, I mean, she kept coming back to me, and I'm like, look, and, and I'm looking around, and these other people are all looking straight ahead like, uh, you know, they don't hear this going on until, of course, it's their turn, and they had the same thing happen to them. Yeah, because... Uh... And, 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 and that jackass that called me for, my dark-complected friend, let me tell you, if, if Walgreens don't want my business, all they got to do when I go in there is say, hey, guess what, uh, sweetheart, we don't want your business. Go take it someplace else. Yeah. Well, the attitude. By the way, the pharmacist there is a bigger queen than I am. But anyway, go ahead. Well, uh, the the attitude uh, I think filters down. It's like you say. You talk to the manager, and they don't want they don't want to hear about it. I mean, they don't understand the importance of first impressions. You drive up to a fast food place, and it's like they're talking in another language. I I'm always marvel at can I decipher what they say? They should just yeah. come on and say, can I take your order instead mm -hmm. of. Some spiel that God knows what they're saying. And then they're trying to peddle you something. I'll tell you, uh, Taco Bell's famous for that. You want to try some uh, uh, cheese burrito? Uh, and you can't understand a damn thing they're saying. And if I wanted to try them, it's right, the picture of all the stuff is right on the thing I'm sitting next to out there on the menu. If I wanted it, I would order it. Jackass. Yeah. Well, no, I have no idea what they say. I just say no, and then right. I give them my order, and I hope that I get it. Right. But I, I think they get the people who are the most unintelligible to be on the little speaker thing mm -hmm. so that it's absolutely impossible to get what you want. Well, and they've always got a good excuse, so that when you drive a mile up the road and you start opening up the bag and it's the opposite of whatever you ordered and there's nothing in there that you really wanted, well, uh, you know, uh, we just didn't, didn't, didn't communicate well. Well, this was the classic last Sunday I did that. I ordered my two for two. I take off. I look in the bag. There's two things. I get to where I'm going. I open it up. I got two potato cakes. So I go back. I said, I ordered two sausage McMuffins. Yeah. So well, that's close. Five, six times she talks to me and talks to me and talks to me. I, I keep saying, what did you say? What did you say? I can't understand her. <laughs> Finally, I figure out she says, we're not serving lunch, uh, breakfast anymore. Take back. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> I was at a total loss. It was just like, well, okay, give me two for two. Uh, um, I would have just got in there, slung the bag at her puss and ran out. That's <laughs> what I would have. I would just said, keep it and uh, drop dead. But at any rate, I, I find the biggest problem uh, uh with, with the black people is is their attitude, and I think if they don't had a more say, positive you get that attitude, I've been out of shape again. Don't say with the black people. Some don't say with black. the black well, people. It's, uh, it's these uh, no, dumb punks. It's the ones with the attitude, right? And, and, and it's usually the same ones. The ones that are the dumb ones also have the crappy attitude. So that they, they, you know, nobody has trained them that you've got a job here, and even though you're not getting paid a lot of money, you're still getting paid for it, and it's your job to pretend at least that you're interested in the customer. Nobody bothered telling them that in a lot of these joints. Exactly. Although I don't want to mention Winn-Dixie there on Broward Boulevard. Okay, have a great day, sir. Thank you. But I will anyway. Boy, you talk about a story. And the only reason, like I've told you this before, well, why do you keep going? I love my publics by the sawgrass, but there are times, you know how it is in life, there are times when, uh, you know, you're short on time and you happen to be in a certain area, like to get my mail, and it's just convenient for me to go in there and get a couple of items, and every time it's the same song and a dance. They're talking to each other. They don't care about the customers. 
they slop the change, the bills, the coins in your hand, they don't bother, which I don't care. You don't have to count it out. Whatever it is, it is, okay? It's computerized. It shows the amount. Maybe they can count. But they're talking to a jackball there at the end of the counter, and he's like, he's um, he's bagging your groceries, but he's not looking in the bag. He's slinging them in the bag because he's up looking at her, and they're like, uh, you know, winking and blinking and, uh, well, you know, stop. I'm looking at you. Don't you understand? It's not like you're doing this behind my back, which I don't care what you do, but I'm looking at you. You're supposed to be waiting on me here. There's no thank you. There's no F you. There's no nothing. Man, how long would Ponytailer be in business if you had service like that since he's in there with our lunch now? He wouldn't be in business for 10 minutes. What? What is that? What are you laughing about? Just an image. An image of what? what are, oh, he's starting with the he's starting with the sex stuff again. Okay, believe me, the numbers on his sex survey would have been a lot different if they would have had Jeff Cohen on it. Lack of interest in sex? No. Can't achieve orgasm? No. Erectile dysfunction? No. Climax too early? Yeah. Oh well, that's oh he's busy. He's got him lined up. Here's the North Miami. Hello. Good morning, Neil. Yes, sir. Uh, oh, let me get some fine dining. How do you rate uh, the? Uh... The La Paloma. Sir, what are, you, what are you talking about? Where did that come from? In the middle of a fine dining. What are we talking about? Well, we're talking about fine dining restaurants. Well, we are? Yeah, right. No, we're, we're not. About fine dining. We're not talking about fine dining restaurants. What, what are you talking about, sir? Well, sir? Well, the, I mean, La Paloma. I, I've never been in La. I don't even know what that is. Is that a Cuban restaurant? It's a restaurant. No, it has the American food. Yeah. Yeah. Well, 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 well why, do we, why, do, why do we care? I don't rate it because I've never been there. Oh, you never been there. Okay. So, uh, okay. Okay. Let me ask you another question. We've been at the Emerald Coast. Yeah. We were very disappointed. Well, you know what? Too bad. Okay. Your taste isn't your tush. I'm not disappointed. It's a great place. Here's a rating fine gourmet restaurants, uh, La Paloma. I don't even know what the hell that is. Isn't that a Cuban restaurant, La Paloma? Yeah. Ponytail says yes, it is. Why the hell would I be in a Cuban restaurant? Go eat your black beans and rice and leave the good stuff at the Emerald Coast to those of us with some taste, okay, sir? You retard. It's not Cuban. What is it? Uh, old-fashioned continental fine dining. Old-fashioned continental fine dining? Where is it? Biscayne Boulevard in North Miami Beach area. Biscayne Boulevard in North Miami Beach? Yeah. North Miami. I'm going to go eat in North Miami Beach? No. Well, yeah, at the uh, Emerald Coast, the one up there. Oh, shit.
internet. Uh, who is this you're trying to get hooked up with now? Margie at Memorial East Hospital. Works yeah. in human resources. Jeff Cohen's got the hots for you, Margie. Oh, she's gorgeous. I yeah. fell in love in the elevator. And I think that uh, that thing of his cleared up in the last couple of months. He got some good, strong antibiotics. That's not true. No. Well, never had a problem. Okay. But she's beautiful. From London, exotic look, tall, yeah. slim. Looks like she works out. You're obviously not on this survey about no. lack of interest in sex. No. Is there and besides making this food, which I'm, you're not involved in that anyway? You my got first doing love it. is my restaurant. Yeah. Service quality. That's you have to take care of business first. Yeah. My second love is Margie, who I haven't met yet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there you go, Margie. And he's hung like a moose, so he says. Okay, Jeff, get out of here. Okay, there's Jeff Cohen <laughs> from the world-famous Pizza Loft. And by the way, he says the only reason that he's uh, on there with that babbling brook is because it's for free and because they uh, suck up free food over there. But he never gets any response from them, which is why he won't advertise over there. Sorry about that, Brooke. Sorry about that, Rana. Sorry about that, Petey. Petey Bird. See, th- that guy that called before, and I know he's just trying to stir up a lot of crap. Why do I go out of my way to rip black, black people? That's a bunch of bull crap. I said just yesterday, which he doesn't notice, by the way. I said just yesterday, some of my favorite listeners are the black people out there because they got a sense of humor. They don't take this personal, and they know exactly. And you know something? When a black person goes into a drugstore or a supermarket, they want to get waited on, too. They want decent service. Well, you see, the food arrives, and now we're having a party in there. I don't mind sharing the food, and George is going, shh, like that. Why? Are they starting up a... Just Brian. Yeah, just Brian, the sales hole. By the way, how's Scott Schwartz doing? I won't see him no more. He's hanging out with the exterminator. Oh, don't say exterminate. How's the one guy out there doing? I don't want to mention no names on here. Trying to get that 18 grand they own from upstairs. Oh, sorry, I don't want to mention that on here. Seriously, I could write a, a book about this place. So scandalous what they do to people here. This is subhuman. And other than Roy. how many black folks we got working here? Do we have any other black people working in this place? Besides Roy. Do we? Lenny. He's not black. He's a spick. He's both. He, but he's not black. A black uh, spick is not a black. He's not an African American, as they, which doesn't really exist. But, I mean, as they say for, like, uh, EEO purposes, does he count? I think he has to check two boxes. And who shows them where to do it? Who points it out? Here's Miami. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Mariconcita. Okay. Excellent job, sir. Great. Uh, una pinga. What? What are you laughing about? Una, una pinga pequeñita. No, pequeñ is pengue. How do you say that? Pequeñito. Pequeñito. Pequeñito? Oh, that, now that's start picking on Enrique. He already got that bad review in the paper yesterday. That's why Lila uh, Cobo Hanlon don't like Enrique, by the way, because he's got a small penis, and he's proud of it, and we talked about it on the air. That's why she, you know, I mean, she didn't rip him that bad. She said he's no Luis Miguel. Well, so who the hell is? Who is Luis Miguel? Lila, Lila, whatever your name is. What do you got, sweetheart? She's got probably got two raisinets. See, what some of these people don't understand is life is more than just two big, beautiful, firm breasts or a, uh, you know, medium-sized, rock-hard penis. Life is more than that. No? Jeff Cohen says no. Well, how about great food at the pizza loft, huh? Unless you're making the money over there, you can't, uh, well, I'm not going to go into it. Here's Naples. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Uh, this is uh, Joe in Naples. Yes. Uh, I just wanted to call it that lady that uh, was defending Tennessee yesterday. Oh, my God. Defending the awful. indefensible. 
mean, have you ever driven through that horrible place? I've lived there for a month. I lived in Nashville for one month 19 years ago, and I, I ran out of there. <laughs> How'd you get over it? Antibiotics? Yes. Anyway. I'm still, that's why I got this rash. There's a legal question that they're still trying to figure out in Tennessee, and that is, if you divorce your wife in Tennessee, is she still your sister? Uh-huh. That's right. All I got to say, Neil. Yeah. Thanks. Have a great day. Yeah, you're right. She was, uh, she was uh, well, off her feet a little bit. Maybe she's under the weather. It's going around. Oh, you're sure wrong about Tennessee. They're not born in Tennessee, sweetheart. Not the conventional way. They're hatched, like from under an egg in the caves there, like Andy Jackson's uh, whatever those caverns are. They hatch them in eggs. Big old, like, crocodile eggs. That's why when they open up their mouth, it usually uh, is a croc. Here's Miami. Hello. Good morning, Neil. Yes, sir. How are you? Great. Uh, yeah, I remember that uh, when you left for Tennessee, and then uh, when you were going back, they used to have those drop-ins when you just used to say Neil Rogers. Remember? No, you don't remember. Uh, Not that long, boy. You've got a great memory. Yeah, well, I can't know. remember what I had for lunch yesterday. Well, yeah. Uh, I just called you to, uh, a couple of things that the few callers have said in the, before me. Uh, I've been meaning to uh, call you since last week when you touched on this subject about the service. Yes. Um, when that that caller said about the managers. Uh, you know, my, my wife is always complaining because she's the one that goes out shopping mostly. And I, I try to explain to her, you know, when when you, that's all you have to choose from down here, you know. I don't know if I make myself, that, that quality of people. Yeah, it's like the Jim Carrey, it's like dumb and dumber. Right, you know, who. Mm -hmm. who and dumbest. What kind of uh, uh, a gene pool they got to, to pick from. <laughs> <laughs> you know, who's going to apply for those, those uh, minimum wage jobs? You know, so, but, but let me ask you this. How come I can go, like in my Publix at Sawgrass, that's a great store. The kids that work there are all bright. They all get, whether they're white or black or whatever they are, they all treat you nice. They are courteous. They got to give you good service. They got an IQ bigger than their toenail. Why is that? That's because they got good management because they hire, they don't hire morons there that can't wait on people. Maybe because around that area they have a further, you know, bigger uh, selection to pick from if I make myself. Right. You know, I mean, but when you, that's right. When you go in my neighborhood, that's right. You got brilliant, articulate people. Exactly. Like me. That's but, correct. I mean, when you live like in Hialeah or Miami, then or, you got a bunch of maricones. You know, who, if you know, if they don't fill those jobs with those people. They're going to be left, in, you know, without maricones is stupido. And and uh, like what you said is right. You know, I mean, you feel when you go there, you pay. You know, you feel like you're intruding on their life. Yeah. You know, it's like you're. I want to get my grammar right. Yeah, you know, it's a, like why you know why you're bothering me like by coming here to shop, you know? Right, I, I hate that. You know, I hate that. Like you're intruding on their conversation, and and it just astonishes me. You're looking at them; they're doing this. Right. It's not like they're. I said before, like they're doing it in the back room somewhere. But you're like uh, going through there and handing them your money. It's a business transaction, and pop up, and you're listening to the conversation because you have no choice. Right. It, it, it's unbelievable. It goes to show you that whoever is running that joint uh, needs to be uh, fired immediately, if not sooner. Right. And usually. But you are the ones who have to say good morning and thank you and, uh, you know, have a nice day and all that. Right. You know, instead of the other way around. And, uh, but what the other guy said, uh, about, you know, stupidity, what you said, and, it, you know, why I second what he said, you know, I mean, I, I don't mind a stupid person as long as he's trying. Right. As long as they're but, making some kind of effort and they're able uh, by making the effort to do something uh, positive. Exactly. And, you know, and like Jeff Cohen said, it's in the genes and yeah, believe me, I mean, he should know. And, and the, uh, the, uh, the uh, black gentleman that called before. Yes. I said that you pick on blacks. I guess he doesn't listen to you when you say you you know you see Africa people from Africa, not African Americans. Right. Uh, he he only hears selectively. You know, I can I can go on here at a great length about all our great uh, black listeners. He don't hear that stuff. He only hears the stuff that he wants to be offended by because he's uh, you know yeah. he's got a big uh, chip on one shoulder and a uh, ghetto blaster on the other one. Have a great day, sir. Thank you, sir. Every bit of you. 
So what have we learned today, huh? Maricon, we learned that. We have an open line at date, 5670560. I see you went light on the sauce today. If you would have been listening to the show, which you're supposed to be, Mr. Cohen, since we're trying to make dates for you here on the year, you would have known we want a little more sauce. Because tomato sauce, it lowers cancer risk. We're not eating lunch today. We're fighting cancer. Oh. What are we doing? Putz. My sister all my life That is why she's now my wife And I think my son may know it's true He's my nephew too Well, my daddy is my Uncle Joe My mother is my dear Aunt Chloe It is very plain to see My first cousin is me So, you know, Joe, Joe Costello just pointed out something interesting to me. <laughs> it's just a joke. It's only a joke. Oh, man. God. <laughs> no, actually, I think it was Jeff Hyde that made the point. Oh, God. <laughs> this place. This place, if you only knew, folks, all the bozos running around this joint. Now, what is that? <coughs> Boulder Junction, Wisconsin. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Yes, Neil. Yes, sir. Yeah, I used to listen to you all the time down there. Now I got my computer hooked up. I oh, finally moved, moved out of that crap town. Well, congratulations. <laughs> yeah. I think I got some cheese stuck in my throat. Yeah, I you know. You might well, be the last person I speak to, sir. I'm choking on it. I know. We only wear the cheese on our heads the 16 weeks out of the year. Right. Yeah. Hey, I just wanted to know what you think of, uh, what is that, uh, Stinky Pinky? I mean, Pinky Winky? <laughs> stinky Finger, yeah. Yeah, Stinky Pinky. I'm and Stinky Winky and yeah. Dipsy, right? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Hello, Neo. Yes. Uh huh. Okay, thank you. There you go in Wisconsin, <laughs> and he's knocking this place. Wow, that's fantastic. Stinky uh, fingers. Is that what he said? Go ahead, take a drink. I'll play some music. You don't have to play music for me to take a drink, okay, boy? Yeah, Jeff Cohen, I think, trying to kill me. <clears throat> a little piece of cheese went down the wrong tube. We have an open line in Dave. He's really uh, sick. He is one perverted bastard. Open line in uh, Dade County, 5670560 and pound 560. Uh, since he started messing around with those uh, anal butt plugs or whatever those things were, those little pencil thin ones, never been the same. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello? Mobile in Miami. Uncle Neil. Yes. These BSOs are out of hand this morning. I'm driving to work, Neil. They got the sting for the no seatbelt on, man. The sting. They have the detective on the corner. How can they the do wall. that? I saw, well, I'm glad you mentioned that. There's a stupid, idiotic editorial in the Sun Sentinel this morning, which maybe inspired them about how they have to change the law and how they have to uh, take the exception out of there that they have to put you over for something else. The there's, sea- a detect- there's a detective on the corner, and then two blocks down the road, there's about 15 or 20 BSOs. The detective's just standing there at the light, reading off whoever's not wearing their seatbelt, and they're pulling them off, writing them tickets right down the road. How can they do that? I, I have no idea, but they're doing it. You okay, tell that, me. I mean, was... I thought they changed the law. I don't know. No, they did not change it. the law. What, when, uh, what, what area was, was this? this morning, the BSO right on uh, Bailey Road in Rock Island. Okay, I was th- there, thanks I for the good news, pal. Uh, 
Yeah, bad news, right? Okay, God bless Deal. you, Saul. God. Yes, sir. Give seatbelt law primary importance to help save lives. Another dumb editorial by the dumb people at the Sun Sentinel. See, I mean, it's so stupid just on the face of it. The problem with driving in this town isn't who's wearing seatbelts and who's not. It's that everybody gets a license. There's no real inspection in this state. There's bald tires. There's no brakes. There's no headlights, no taillights. There's illegal aliens with no driver's license, with no insurance. I mean, everybody knows what the real problems were. But, see, that would take a real serious effort by the state to a correct to give people like a real driving test and get the bozos off the road and make it really safe. But instead of that, let's write some more tickets. There you go. Jesus Christ, these bastards at the Sun Sentinel, man, I guess they would love, they'd love this to be a police day. I'm waiting for the editorial to come out praising the cops for the uh, adult uh, swinger clubs being shut down. Come on, let's get those out, too. We already had the editorials cra- praising the crackdown by Ken Jenny on the uh, cruise ships on those illegal, horrible gambling ships, which are still legal, by the way, and uh, it was all a bunch of crap, and they had to give the goddamn slot machines back and look like a bunch of fools doing it. But just like the, uh, that, where is that? I got it over here somewhere. I still have it. I saved it. I'm so glad I saved it. I'll save it for posterity. Earl Mocker, the editor of the Sun Sentinel, we believe that non-gamblers are interested in point spreads as much as those who make bets, he says. Sports fans want to know who the professional odds makers are favoring. <laughs> Even our own sports staffers predict who will win key matchups every week. <laughs> I mean, to try to defend putting in those odds and taking all those ads for those cruise ships and then bashing them on your editorial pages. In other words, no matter how grotesque you think it is for the community and no matter how many pages of ads you got with your virtual monopoly you got up there, there's just not, there's nobody that's ever been invented. You won't take their money, but they're evil and it's bad and let's close them down and harass the hell out of them. Talk about a bunch of idiots. When is the editorial coming out about what the real problems are on the roads in this town that we all face every day? You jackballs at the Sun Sentinel, you morons, you assholes, you idiots. Oh, yeah, those seatbelts. Let's start looking inside the car, and if you got the wrong hand on the steering wheel, let's take care of that, too. There's another ticket for you. Oh! Here's Sunrise. Hello. Good morning, Neil. Yes, sir. I almost fell asleep listening to you. <laughs> Listen, really? I well, got thanks, thanks for that. Uh, no, I'm only kidding. I got. Well, a, no, I understand. I got no a problem qu- in town. I got a question to ask you about uh, diets. I, <laughs> oh, well, this I, would be very uh, exciting. Yeah. I've heard you talk about the Atkins, mm-hmm. and uh, my wife came home about six weeks ago with this uh, Mayo Clinic diet, and I've been on it ever since. What it's is like, it? It's a Mayo Clinic diet, and. Uh, <laughs> It's a half a grapefruit, two eggs, any style, and two slices of bacon. Yeah, that 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 thing is older than the hills. That mayo diet. Yeah, right. And I've been on it. It, it but, works. It'll work. Yeah. If you want to starve to death, it'll work. Yeah, but how long does it take uh, for it to to stop? Uh, when I say stop working, I mean it it, it slows down the. Uh, well, uh, how long does what take? I'm not on the mayo diet. Why don't you ask her? <laughs> no, I'm just curious how long it takes for it to slow down, and if, it, if it's worthwhile staying on. Uh, let me let me say it again. I don't know anything about that diet. How do I? How, why are you asking? It's very uh, similar to the Atkins diet. No, it's not. A grapefruit. You can't have no grapefruit on the Atkins diet. It's all carbohydrates. Right. So it's it's, it's not the same diet. Okay. Now, go out and buy the Atkins book. Tell your wife good luck to you, honey, and uh, go get the Atkins book. Do yourself a big favor. Hank Goldberg lost thirty pounds. Now he is doing Atkins, isn't he? I heard him say that a couple of weeks ago. He should be giving me credit for saving his life, huh? Isn't Hank doing the Atkins? I believe. Uh huh. And I am again because I got no choice. But you know something, if you just stick with it, you know, if you just stick with your doctor long enough, that's what the other doctor said, although the other doctor said, you don't need me. And you know what? He was right. Good guy, but I don't need him. I mean, what what kind of a thing is that to say, you know? 
You go to a practitioner, you make an appointment, you walk in the door, they look at you, they talk for like 30 seconds. Ah, you don't need me, go home. Okay. Pay the bill first, but go home. But anyway, Dr. Puska, uh, Puskunyak, he knows his stuff over there at Cleveland Clinic. You just got to stick by and be a little patient, okay? After the first eight or nine, ten weeks, you start getting a little bit impatient, but uh, this too shall pass, like lunch. Here's a lady mobile in uh, Hallandale. Hello. Hi. I thought I'd share a little war story about a black teacher at my husband's school with you. He asked her to call a parent because the child wasn't doing well, and this is what the teacher said. He have a book. Well, if that's he, the way wait a minute, what is it? He have a book? H-A-V-E. He have a book. Now, are you sure he didn't say he be having a book? No, just he have a book. That's become a family classic. Whenever we think of brain dead, we say he have a book person. Yeah. Well, let me, let me ask you, do he have a book? <laughs> Who knows? And if, Jeb Bush, and if Jeb Bush cuts out, you know, cuts, uh, gives out vouchers and we cut $50 per capita, mm-hmm. that's what we're going to have. You know, but, that, but if he does that, then he do not be having no book. Right, we do not be having no book. We that's do not that, be having no future kids. That's right. With education. Okay, have a great anyway, luck with sweetheart. Me too. Bye-bye. Okay, bye. Say hi to Sonny Rosenberg. We have an open line in Broward, 5670560. we got to get the edge of the priority back on education. I told you that yesterday. Get it back on education. Get a brain. Get get some smarts. Not just be a smart ass. Not just be a dummy. If your parents are illiterate, run away from home. Go hang out with some people who can speak. Here's Hialeah. Hello. Neil God, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Neil God. Sir, I have a Speaking. comment. Is, uh, is, is me, the 595 guy, the one mentioned 595. How are you, sir? Okay. Uh, I'm a lot more subdued today. You are? No, I said you are. You sound much more subdued. Oh, I'm just hanging you're out. The, you're the one I just about. In fact, now I know my wrist has been aching. It's from that handshake three months are ago. Are you serious? Yeah, I got a bad wrist. I got a limper than usual wrist from you. <laughs> I nearly broke my wrist. That was back in December, Neil. Boy, he was shaking it. Listen, my I, hand too. I wanted to comment with you about the prescriptions in the pharmacies, the mix-ups. Yes. Uh, about a month ago, they mixed up my grandfather's uh, prescription over there in Miami Beach, and uh, they, uh, they gave him like for seizure pills, which he don't have any. Nice. And uh, it had penicillin, and my grandfather almost died. He swelled up to a basketball because of the penicillin, and it's because the people behind the counter, they're new and they're different people, and they didn't know how to read. Sounds like a real good lawsuit to me. Well, we're working on it. <laughs> and for that black guy, Ben, that called you this morning, oh, man, line up. Okay. All right, Neil, He's working. Have a got nice the Clorox out. See ya. Bye-bye. He's bleaching it. I mean, I don't want to keep doing these disclaimers. It's unfortunate. I shouldn't have to do that. I think any reasonable person who is not an absolute 100% bigot, which I'm not, doesn't give a crap when you go into a store. Who cares if they're white or they're black or they're yellow or they're young, if they're old? If they're if they're capable of just giving you a little bit of service, getting whatever you want, getting you in and out of there, fine. That's all. I'm not in there looking for a date. Just, uh, you know, get the damn the job done. And people that are in denial all the time, oh, you're picking on Who cares what pick? I'm just telling you the way it is. I didn't go in there last night and contrive that experience. I'm not making this up. And just to show you I'm not singling any group out, that the queen pharmacist in there, he ought to, he got some nerve too, okay? Well, uh, you said it was six. It's four minutes, still six. Don't you think that at four minutes, still six, if you said you pick it up at six, you might, they might actually even be working on it again? It's still sitting there on a the counter. Kind of like implying that I had some nerve to be going in there like uh, four or five minutes of. Well, excuse me, okay? In the future, I'll make sure to go in like 20, 30 minutes afterward, which I'm sure at that point it still won't be ready. And by the way, the reason that my the pharmacist I was talking about, that uh, Bruce, he's, he's at the other Walgreens down there on Broward Boulevard. 
where I used to shop all the time. Those people are great, okay, if they're still there. Probably not. I would love to keep you all to myself. From the Big Brothers and Big Sisters of America comes another public service to the lonely and deprived children of the U.S. called Big Sexual Surrogate. Wow, I had so much fun tonight. You were so right about it, getting better after a little practice and time. Teaching the youth of America all about the important things. Last week, though, you said something about a 69 or something. What's that all about? Well, little girl, why don't you just spin around for me and I'll show you. Okay. Oh. It's the Big Sexual Surrogates of America. Volunteer today and show the youth of America what they're missing. Mmm, tastes good. Call today. 1202 at 560 WQAM. We have an open line in Dade 1 in Broward. 5670560, pound 560 on a mobile one line. Yeah, these people getting all bent out of shape. In fact, Jim from Sunrise faxes me a very good point. Jim, you're getting a little chronic on a fax machine, but they're all good. He says, why would any Asian worth his salt live in South Florida with the horrendous public education system we have here? They place a tremendous value on education as demonstrated by the vast number of Asian valedictorians, award winners, and achievers constantly cited in the press of the real world, not the intellectual nuclear winner that is South Florida. The intellectual nuclear winner. You got it, Jim. Any Asian who wants his child to get an education in South Florida might as well lobotomize the kid. It would be quicker and easier. By the way, speaking of lobotomies, you know that Gilbert sounded like we just got a spy report, the one that was hocking me about La Paloma. He's a Sandy Payton chronic. Have a nice day. Which that happens to be one of their sponsors. So because they don't have any listeners over there on that stupid show. Have a nice day. So he's calling over here trying to pedal, which it might be a good place. I don't know. Maybe we'll get a spy report about La Paloma. Never heard of it. Sounds like some kind of a spick place. We have an open line in Dade. Five, doesn't it? Suspect name. Huh? Like, what? what's that place in the airport? Uh, La Careta, is that it? They have those all over. But there's one in the airport. Yes. Uh, that's like a Cuban restaurant? Yes. Oh. You've never had Cuban food. Are you going to start this again? What do you say, Luis Miguel called what? You've never had Cuban food. Luis Miguel on Hawaiian 5 I don't want Cuban food, okay? At the risk of sounding impudent or narrow... I don't I eat all kinds of stuff. I find out what's good and what's what I like and what I don't like. But you've never had it, so how do you know if you like it? That that would be like my saying to you, you've never had sex with a guy, so why don't you go, uh, you know, you've never had sex with a woman. That's right, and I'm not interested. And but I'm you've not, never and I'm, had it. You've never smelled it. You've never seen it. Never smelled a woman? Cuban food. Oh. You know, I just had sure. lunch. Okay, mister? Your I just had food. lunch. There's, Thank there's God, not too much. Right there. Huh? Because if you're going to start suggesting I ought to be smelling a woman's... Right after I had lunch, I'm going no, to start the vomiting. Some nice Cuban food. Some fried plantain. Isn't isn't that what it, part of Cuban food yeah. is? A woman's isn't that part of it? Some puerco asado. Is that what you put your puerco in la? Yeah. I'll let you. Here's Miami. Hello. Hey Neil. Yes, sir. Hey man, I'd like to make a comment about the people working the fast food place. Yes. And we also you want to. Look-alike contest. So don't hang up before I tell you about the contest one. Uh-huh. Hey, man, they hired black people in the beginning to work in the fast food restaurants where they never worked before so they could watch and prevent the white people from spitting on the food and doing freaky stuff to it, man. Uh-huh. Okay, great. Okay, we have an open line in date, 5670560 and pound 560 in the mobile one line. Here's Davey. Hello. Uh... Santo Neil, thanks for the words of wisdom. Thanks for the words of truth. Thank God to you, Neil. And I have two comments. 
sí. for, for all those maricones that go and uh, complain about me have no job and me no good and I have to go and get my thing over there because I no work. Those guys have to worry about being gentle to customers. Those guys have to be nice with people and, and treat people the way they want to be treated. Because you know what? Instead of like that big Ben that called before, what a maricón that guy. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Let me tell you, instead of worrying about listening to the words of wisdom, yes. maricón, you have to go out there and learn how to talk and learn how to be polite. Because let me tell you, Neil. You have to learn how to speak, man. If you Let me tell you here. something, Neil. This town it makes you, I don't know if, if I should call that racist, but I became, after 10 years of being here, I have become for some, somehow, I didn't know when, Racist to everybody here, to all people, because they're also jerks. You hold the wind, you know, where I come from, you hold the window and the door open to let all people go before you, yeah. or, or women, you know. No, what I mean? here, even if they're jerks, even if they're jerks. Yeah. I don't care if they're fat, you know, I hold them, you know. You think these guys turn around and say thank you or just look at you, hey, what an asshole you are. Oh, yeah. But you know what, Neil? What? Thank you for your words. And for your thing, hey, you, Big Ben, what a maricón you are, man. <laughs> oh, my God. What can you say besides? Oh! We have an open line in Broward, 5670560 and pound 560 on a mobile one line. Yeah, this sex survey, which, of course, they won't touch this thing because the guys with the limp slongs out there, they're not going to call in and admit it. How about these 18, well, it's every group, 18 to 59. How about all these men? 14%, 13%, 15%, an average of about 14% of the men in every age group, in every demographic category, suffer from a lack of interest in sex. What kind of men are these? Where, where do they find these people? I don't know any men. I have never met anybody in my life, any male in my life, no matter what he was interested in, who had suffered from a lack of interest in sex. Where do they take these goddamn surveys? Probably in the tea room at Westland. Or maybe that's where they ought to take them. Here's in Miami. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. I uh, just thought your customer, your listeners would like to know, Atkins is sending their director of education down to Norman Brothers in Miami, Florida. Yeah. And they're going to be having things from salmon to chocolate mousse with their head chef making it. Uh-huh. And also they'll be selling all the products at 50% off. So just thought your Yeah, well, great. Like thanks, thanks for the plug. Okay, they used to be one of my sponsors years ago, Norman Brothers, and so did the Atkins people. And when they come back on with us, we'll be more than happy to promote that stuff. Oh, how they love to use me, boys and girls. They love to use me and use this show and use the power of Neil and use this big audience we got. And pa, 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 pa. You know, like I said, when they want to, like, uh, schmear my hand a little bit, I'll just schmear back. And I don't eat salmon. That's number one. And chocolate mousse and all those phony desserts, like I've told you a year ago. Get rid of that sweet tooth. That's what's happened to me. It's taken me about five days now. I finally detoxed myself from the sugar shock that I was on, from all that ice cream and candy and the good-tasting stuff, but stuff that I must not and cannot eat. And, man, all of a sudden, I'm doing great. What a miracle. What a concept. I can't but a chambota Lemon jello, orange jello, gas sex, X lax, you throw, Dukalax, Simon Tap, Desinex, Lower Mid, Low Wanda, Lashonda, Lasix, Claritin, for my gut, Dexa Trim, Lanolin, Fluorescent, Cavity, Oval Teen, Dramamine, Benzene, Capuchino, Deja, Feldine, Mind Dog, Chick Fit, Queen, and Hestonine, Movie Lips, Ricola, Asperdum, Better Use, Cannibal, and Barry Young. 
Mambo, Badambo, Shaka, Laka, Lana, Gang, Camel, Open, Eat, Dairy, Eats, and Rose, Gang, Scotcha, Cotton, Sober, Dog, Dusty, and Tylenol. What's with the name that they be giving to the black kids? Do they think it's Mo-Afro? There's the four names and the drugstore. Euphora, Latoya, Pandora, Cream Morris. Send, send, buffer it, dead man, etc. Robot doesn't go play. Try and accuse No dose, people. Robo sells a secret. Scandal lotion, Motrin. Raising it, tagging that plate. Text, Malcolm X, tic tac. Yes, I can. Night, Tom, I left us. He's a calling Jared Toss. Arise, it's a keeper. Set, Boria. Night will try and minute. Fix and fell. Fight with the machine and badge yourself. There's a missing gallery and Neutrogena and Moesha. What's with the names that they be giving to the black kids? Do they think it's so afro? Do the four names at the drugstore? Yo, 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 yo. Why do they think it's black to give the kids so some names? With all the names that they'll find at the corner of Twelve fifteen at five sixty WKM. By the way, all the good restaurants in town want everybody to know that Sandy Payton is unwelcome in their establishment. So just thought I would mention that, including Pizza Loft. Pizza Loft will not serve you, Sandy. Stay the hell out. They hate you like poison. We have an open line at Broward. Five six. They'll even serve the guy with the eyes. But in your case, stay out. They just can't stand you. How about those Ann Bishop stories, by the way? Any truth to those? Okay, where are we going? Let's go to uh, Hollywood. Hello. Okay, thank you. Let's try a mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Hey, Neil, how you doing today, okay, sir? That's good to hear. I got a sighting up in, uh, I don't know, western Palm Beach County. It seems that uh, Chupacabra has appeared again. Hello? I'm listening. Very oh, quickly, I'm listening. A uh, gentleman that knows my father, I guess apparently he has a couple of goats on his property and so forth, and something at night has been coming and um, pretty much attacking him. has killed a couple of them off where he's had to uh, build a completely enclosed pen so he can put them in at night. Yeah. He has dogs and so forth, and all he said, uh, you know, he heard it at night, and he came out, and he chased it into the woods, and all he heard was a grunting sound running away. Uh-huh. But I just want to let you I know that. probably he... just Rick Sanchez. Okay, we have uh, Broward wide open here, 5670560 and pound 560 on a mobile one line. Here's North Miami. Hello. Boy, these buttons are brutal. North Miami. Neil. Yes, sir. Long-time listener. Yes. I completely agree with you with the problem today with the people with attitude. When you have a prevailing theme in the youth of today that is that is no mercy, that is attitude, uh, that is lack of compassion, it's going to filter into the workplace where they work. And as far as the Spanish-speaking lady with, in Walgreens, I'm sick and tired of my... I didn't run any Spanish-speaking. She wasn't Spanish. You said ethnic. Black. Oh, okay. Not Spanish. Well, also, well, there's a big problem with Spanish-speaking people, too, because I'm tired of modifying the English language. Okay, great. Call up uh, Amy Schaefer, okay? Call up Enos the Penis in Hakachanik about Bob. Call up Sandy Payton, as a matter of fact, since she's a big topic today. You can make a dinner date at La Paloma with Sandy and talk about bilingualism. Not interested, pal. Old and tired. Stale. And I will say this, that the English language uh, Hispanics, they work in uh, whatever it is, drugstores and so forth, I have no problem with them. They're educated. They're articulate. They pay attention to what they be doing. No problem. 
And if they don't speak English, uh, them is what I say. Let them live in their uh, damn little parochial world. Open line of date one in Broward. Five, six, see, this, this kind of conversation, you know, it attracts guys like this, professional bigots who want to, you know, make their little attacks and use this as a form to try to sneak in that crap. And right away, he's already made the transformation. This girl, and I never said that she was Hispanic. I made it very clear that she do not be Hispanic. But uh, don't confuse this guy with the facts. Here's Miami. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Yeah, about a year ago, I went to a drive store at 1 o'clock in the morning. And after I ordered my placed the order, the girl left the mic on, and I heard what she say, Oh, I'm scratching La Georgia. You know what that means? Okay, great. I hope she was having a good time doing it just before she handled your food. In fact, that's, that was no extra charge. We have an open line in uh, Broward, Red 2 a day, 5670560, and pound 560 on a prestigious mobile one line. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you enjoyed it. Here's Moral Gables. Hello. Hey, hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Uh, did you see the Herald Business section with the uh, Panthers raising $30 million? They want to issue a, another stock here? No, I did not see that. Uh, it seems that they need $30 million to pay down the, the resort purchases. So yeah. Wayne is asking for a new stock issue. Mm-hmm. And he expects all the Panther fans well, to go It's there. nice to see that Republic stock doing real well at 13 and the change. That's doing real great. Mm-hmm. 13. Oh! Dumped mine out at 25 and a half, thank God. Got my money out of that piece of crap. Well, you can't Just get... remember, good... everything Wayne touches turns to instant processed garbage. Just keep that in mind. Garbage in, garbage out. That's where the money came from, and now he's making crap. everything he touches. That's it. But you have to see, you're not going to get goal lights in the arena. You're going to pay off the No, I have a better one than that. They, they're now taking a survey. It was in the paper a couple of days ago. They're surveying the fans to find out about the no-shows, who they are, what their name is, why they're not showing up. Now, let's face it, attendance has not been one of our problems at the Mac Arena. Like Monday night against the very marginal San Jose team, the same night the Heat was playing at home, 18,700 was a very, very good crowd under the circumstances. And if they, instead of wasting their time taking stupid surveys, if they would take about a half a dozen people, turn on the red light at the shoot twice in, mm-hmm. and let them sit around the various parts of the arena and see where they can see it and where they can't, and get some jackass down there with a uh, pair of pliers and adjust it so we can see it, then they'd be doing something good. Oh! No, they want to... They want to throw T-shirts and run around. Yeah, and they, they, don't, they don't care about whether we enjoy the game or not. No, I'm well, going to say it again. That would be goal that nobody could see. Un- unconscionable, and the fact that nobody else cares about it shows we got no real hockey fans in this town, about 20 of us. Look at that. Two lines left on the board. We're when in doubt, we're thinning out here, okay? I think it was that Sandy Payton. I mentioned her name is what did it. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the mobile one line. 60, that rhymes with 60. Here's Miami. Hello. Hey, Neil, have you ever noticed the only people who work at Publix are either really, really young people or older, really, really old people? There's right. no middle-aged people who work at Publix. Right, because the people that work in supermarkets aren't exactly, it's not like a career choice. You know, you're not going to be living, working there forever. It's high school kids that are getting a part-time job and old guys who are mostly retired but making a few bucks on the side. That's right. And uh, what's it called? Uh, I was there. Uh, the only time I went to uh, to the to the Miami, I mean the Miami, the National Carbonate Center, the Macarena, was, uh, yeah. yeah, exactly, was against uh, when we lost horribly to Washington five one. It was about a month ago, mm-hmm. month and a half ago. Right. I sat in the right in the bottom. You can't hear the speakers, the horn sucks, the light doesn't go on. Yeah. Why, why do we spend so much money on that place? But other than that, it's great. Thank you. I'm glad you had a good time. I mean, what's the point? They don't care. It's like this joint. They do not care. It's the Florida effing way, man. And the people that go in there, that, that's the best part of it is, why should the management care and the people that are running that joint when the people that are going there don't care? That's, that's what amazes me. 
I can't get these people off a dime on this stuff to save my life. People go to a sporting event, and the place has got more goddamn problems than Carter's got pills. Hey, they don't care. They're there with their cell phones. They're schmoozing. They're uh, potchking around, whatever they're doing. Okay, good. I'm glad you're having a good time. We have an open line in day one in Broward, 5670560, pound 560 on a mobile one line. Mobile in Fort Myers. Hello. Neil Mann. Yes, Mann. How come our American blacks are the only people that ever complain about racism? You ever notice that? I never hear the Chinese or, you know, like Asians or... Well, what about Jamaicans? Uh, Jamaicans. What about what about Haitians? Haitians don't really complain the about... The hell race. they don't? Sure they do. They're always screaming about the Cuban immigrants uh, can come in and the Haitians are excluded, well, which I think they got a good point. Yeah, that is kind of true. But I do yeah. need a lot of baseballs. There are a lot of foul balls being hit. Yeah, and there's like no there's no like no welfare in the islands. And American blacks, they're always complaining about, you know, welfare over here and this and that. And, yeah, I mean, it's okay, thank you. Okay, two open lines in day one in Broward. Five, six, seven. It's called Pick on a Black Day. I think that guy Ben was right, the one I called before. I think he had a point. A lot of goddamn racists calling in here. They're getting, they're getting my goat. Here's a mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Yeah, Neil. I know the whole problem with the fast food restaurants. Real simple. First of all, I'm not just talking about fast food restaurants. I was talking about Walgreens, which last time I noticed wasn't a fast food restaurant. But go ahead. Well, Walgreens is in the same category because we're not running it. The Jews are not running them. So what do you the, expect? So the Jews aren't running it. So in other words, if the Jews run a bit, is the, are the Jews running right, Publix? Right. Are the Jews, Jews are, running Publix? No, the Jews are not running Publix. Yeah, okay. Blow it out your Jewish ass. You're Jewish like my dog is Jewish, okay? Two open lines in day two in Broward. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on a mobile one line. Here's a lady in Miami Shores. Hello. Hi, Neil. Yes, ma'am. I am enjoying your program. Can't hear you. I am enjoying your program tremendously. Of course. You are so true, and you're the best thing we have in Miami. Yeah, well, these people don't get it. I know. We get it. We get it. Listen, Neil. They don't get it. <laughs> I'm telling you, they don't get it. I know. I know. You have to they think they, well, they think we're trying to do the Ku Klux Klan hour here today. They don't know what I'm talking about. I know. I'm talking about service. I'm talking about people in the brain uh, working jobs in places where they deal with the public. That's what I'm talking about. Of course. I have gone into a McDonald's and ordered a Whopper, and they said, oh, no, ma'am, we're still serving bread. Well, of course they're going to be upset. They don't sell Whoppers at McDonald's. I said, no, no, they say, oh, no, we don't have it yet. We're still serving breakfast. <laughs> That's what they say. They don't sell Whoppers at McDonald's. you got to go to Burglar King. You tell me that. I mean, okay, go I... get over there and see if they got them. No wonder they kicked her ass out of there. She goes to McDonald's and orders a uh, Whopper. <laughs> What's wrong with you, honey? That's like going to the Burger King ordering a Big Mac. That's like going to the goddamn uh, Kentucky Fried ordering uh, Dave uh, Thomas's special, uh, whatever the hell he's peddling this month. That big fat Pudwhacker. But I do like Wendy's, though. Do like Wendy's. And if you tell me Ronnie Atkins, by the way, they'll package it up in that tinfoil without the bread. They'll really do that. It's a good Wendy's. Where the smart people are working. We have an open line in Broward. All three in day just sitting there dead as a doornail. I think it's time for Enrique today between now and 2 o'clock. And even for that stupid thing in the paper the other day. Boy, did that piss me off. Pick on my good friend Enrique Man, you assholes at the Herald. They do that just to aggravate me, like they did with that Luis Miguel concert. I'm going to tell you, anybody at the Herald knocking Luis Miguel, man, you are a piece of scum. You are a piece of subhuman slime. You couldn't lick Luis Miguel's rectum over there at the Herald, but you probably would like to. Maricones Grandes, that's what they got at the Herald. This is the most disgusting program. I urge everyone to complain to this station. Car theft is on the rocks. In America, a car is stolen every 12 seconds. What can you do to protect your car? An expensive car alarm system won't protect your car from being stolen. The club won't protect the valuables inside your car. But a big black guy named Ben can. Get away from the car, motherfucker. 
for less than you'd pay for an expensive car alarm system, and even less than you'd pay for the club, you can get a big black guy named Ben to protect your automobile. Get away from the car, motherfucker. It's simple to use. Just leave the big black guy named Ben in your car whenever you get out, and he does the rest. Whenever anyone gets within six feet of your car, Ben simply gets out of the car and tells them. Get away from the car, motherfucker. Listen to these testimonials from people who use a big black guy named Ben. It's always nice to have someone to ride with, although he really doesn't say much, just... Get away from the car, motherfucker. That's about it. I didn't get a big black guy named Ben to chat with. I got him to protect my car. It's the best investment I've ever made. My neighborhood isn't that great. There have been a lot of car thefts. I can't tell you how many times I've heard... Get away from the car, motherfucker. Knowing that I've got a big black guy named Ben protecting my car lets me sleep better at night. Call now, 1-800-1-BIG-GUY. That's 1-800-1-B-I-G-G-U-I. And instead of hearing this, you'll hear this. Get away from the car, motherfucker. Talk 31 at 560 QM. Hank will be here from Shula Stake 2 coming up at 2 o'clock. Bookster for a couple hours tonight, 6 to 8, because the pregame's at 8. Panthers at Dallas could be really, really ugly, 830 tonight. Here's a fax from Terry in Fort Myers. Neil, I don't know if you know this, even if you care. Well, do I care? No. But anyway, it says in Naples, Fort Myers, the show preceding your program lives off juvenile gay bashing. Do I care? No. Even though they die on the air every morning for three hours and 55 minutes, they always find something to say, so they close their show by saying, and now we join the Neil Rogers show already in progress. Since most listeners have stopped listening to that station since this guy was hired, we tune in only for your show and find it really irritating that this no-talent, mean-mouthed guy lingers on your time. Just now, at 11.30 in the morning, so in other words, about an hour ago, in one of the commercial breaks, they played a promo for his show, and again, it had something to do with gay bashing. Could you tell the Beasleys to cut cut it off, and that too? No. You're the only talent they have. They'll listen to me. I'm not going to interfere with the other programs. If they got some homophobic asshole on there, he fits right in with the market over there. Terry? Don't you understand that the majority of those people over there are rednecks and homophobic as hell? Don't you get that? That's what he's... Remember the Ron and Ron show? Neil Rogers. God. Yeah, remember them? Followed a couple of gay bashers. Even though they had that fruitcake Fez Watley on there every morning, that was 90% of their humor was gay bashing and big hooters. That was basically it. Didn't phase me. And by the way, are they, anybody heard them lately? No. No. I mean, that show, that was some... And Tommy Kramer, don't leave him out. That was some operation. Here's a mobile in Deerfield Beach. Hello. Uh, yeah, Neil. Yes, sir. Long time, first time. Yes. Been under 20 years, and you're right. These people just don't get it. Okay? You can beat them in the head with a goddamn hammer. And it's it's like the same thing with the football player from Atlanta that got caught trying to get a Eugene, hammer. Eugene, yeah. I mean, they look at it as you're attacking the blacks. This guy just gets a humanitarian good guy award in the morning. That's yeah. what it's all about. Well, at, least, at least he gave it back. That was damn white of him. He yeah. gave it back. Nice going, Eugene. Yeah, what color the guy is, it's what he got in the morning, what he right. accepted and so forth. Then he goes out and, and it's the same thing you're talking about now. These people, they don't get it. No, they don't. They, they don't even understand what I'm talking about today. Yeah. Uh, you know, half of the people calling in here, they think that it's open season on, uh, you know, racism and ethnic bashing, which it's not. I'm just talking about the fact that there are a lot of very unqualified people, ethnic minorities, who get hired because they'll work cheap and they get hired ahead of the uh, white kids because, uh, you know, they have um, quotas to fill and that they can't do the job. That's yeah. my point. And especially somebody filling prescriptions at a, at a pharmacy? <laughs> what are we talking about here? Well, I'll tell you, I've been under 20 years. I'm a couple years older than you. Once I retire, I'm out of here in a heartbeat. And I'll be right on your heels. 
it, it can't be soon enough. And good luck to you, sir. You too. I'm counting the days, day. counting the moments. Have no, I'm not. No, I'm not. Yes, yes, I am. Am I? Yes. Okay, we have an open line at Broward 2 and Dade, 5670560, pound 560 on a mobile one line. I mean, is it, that, see, I talk about all these things every day on this show. And then they, the phones start lighting up, and are they talking about... All of these things. No, they're talking about what they perceive that I'm talking about, or what they would rather that I'd be talking about, which is opening up the door to their narrow-mindedness and bigotry. And then the big black guy called Ben calls in an hour and a half ago, and he accuses me of being a goddamn racist, which he knows he's full of crap. I didn't give a crap if this girl was a jab. I don't care what the hell she was last night there in the drugstore. I'm going to pick up a prescription, that's all. I'm not going there to socialize. I'm not, not there to uh, check her IQ. I just want to pay for my stuff, and believe me, it cost me an arm and four legs. It was uh, expensive crap. That's all. Very simple. When you're in business, hire people that can deal with the public. If you're a radio station, don't hire big, fat, grotesque salespeople that go out and make a disgusting image. That's right. Hire somebody that at least looks like a human being, not some big fuck uh, tub of crap. I said tub of crap. <laughs> Isn't that what I said? I said some big tub of crap, and I misspoke. I said some big flub of crap. Yeah, I was going to say this big effing tub of There you go. Nice comeback. Some big effing tub of crap. Well, hey, I should have said it, you know what? Because that's what he is. He's a big effing tub of crap. Hi, Pally. You want to do hi, Aaliyah? No. No. Get out of here. Just get away from me. No. <laughs> oh. What's wrong with saying that, for Christ's sakes, in this goddamn juvenile country? I'm so sick and tired of the word police and the goddamn the seatbelt police that the sons of, and the goddamn swing club police. The goddamn pleasure, not just the pleasure police, it's the everything police. Pretty soon we'll have the damn bowel movement police. If you leave a little drop on a seat, man, they're going to come after you and put you, give, or at least write you a ticket. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. 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 Hello, sir. Yes, turn that radio down. Yeah. Hi. Turn the radio down. Turn that down, jackass. Yeah, I want to. I want to talk to you a little bit. Uh, have you heard of the Ricky Martin restaurant? No. Oh, they have the restaurant in uh, South Beach. I went over there this week, and it was really nice. Yeah. For Valentine's Day, I took my wife, and it was really nice. Maybe you should. Uh, the Ricky it. Martin restaurant. Yeah. Right on South Beach. I can't Check stand Ricky Martin. He makes me sick. I thought you liked him. Ricky Martin. He couldn't sing his way out of a paper sack. He can't. No. Well, anyway... He uh, couldn't lick Enrique's butt, but he probably would like to, though. He probably would love it. Okay, we'll check it out. Thank you so much. Everybody promoting their restaurants today. That's okay. We don't mind, except for that Sandy Payton nerd. We do mind him a lot. Gilbert's twin, the brother-in-law, that piece of turd. Boy, that, that's something. When you got Sandy's listeners calling in, that really tells you how low we've sunk. Two open lines in Broward, one in Dade. Very weak again here. Wednesday, this is the third straight day. Although yesterday, once I finally got him going, they were psychotic. We had a lot of great calls yesterday, great because of the fact that they were so stupid, defending the indefensible. And today's Ask Wednesday. Where's all the good cat licks today, huh? Probably busy eating macaroni and cheese and smearing that stuff on their forehead. Smearing a little charcoal. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on a mobile one line. As so we keep pressing and prodding, and uh, right in the wings is my close personal friend Enrique. Standing by, just in case, okay? I got maybe a medley of Enrique, maybe an hour and a half of Enrique if you guys don't get with it. Here's Miami. Hello. Hey, how you doing? Okay, sir. Hey. Uh, well, uh, first of all, you were talking uh, earlier. Uh, Chronic. I, I guess you're still talking earlier. Chronic, yeah. What's that? I said, go ahead. Okay, you were you were talking uh, about uh, the blacks and all that stuff. Yeah, Chronic. Yeah. 
Yes. And. And. Okay, and he's gone because I said he's chronic, and he is. Hey, listen, you know what I've said many times before. I'd rather sit here with a dead board than talk to the chronics, okay? You can try to change your voice a little bit, talk real quietly. and You're chronic. You're just chronic, man. Two open lines a day. Let's hear from somebody new and different today, God damn it. Let's hear from some women today. Let's hear from some people that work in retail who work with some of these morons. Come on, let's go. You know what I'm talking about. You know I'm effing right. Okay. He said he's up to do your show, but he's afraid to go, so he had to stay. Tells me all around, right here in town, but he wants to stay. But he is in fear of jeopardizing his career, so this is what he said. Tell me, little Ricky's dying to come over. Tell me, little Ricky has something to show ya. Forty-five at five sixty. Q. Answer this idiotic review of Enrique's concert on Valentine's Day by Leela Corbo Hanlon, whoever, whatever banana boat she got off. Just absolutely unacceptable, grotesque. It says what has always served Iglesias well is his charm on stage and off. On this evening, he used it to get by. Uh, he used it by allowing a young boy to get on stage and sing along extremely well. By the way, uh, to No Yores Por Me, Don't Cry For Me. Iglesias also was a trooper in giving hugs to the female fans who periodically stormed the stage, although that got old after a while. Security, take note. Iglesias is more closely associated with Ricky Martin and Shajan, but his show is reminiscent of Luis Miguel and its reliance on voice. This works for Luis Miguel, but for Iglesias to pull this off, he needs to improve his singing, it says. And the headline on the uh, review says, Enrique Iglesias' voice can't match charm. So in other words, what I think she's really trying to say is, he looks better than he sounds. Is that debatable? No. Of course not. She only wishes that she could go up there and touch it, okay? Just grab like, just get a cheap feel, anything, any part, toenail. So he looks great, okay? He's knocked down, fall down, beautiful, gorgeous, okay? And so you don't like, and then to compare him with Luis Miguel, how many, how many times have I said that? Is there a comparison between Enrique and Luis Miguel? No. Of course not. There's nobody in the world sings like Luis Miguel. 
But, sweetheart, you've crossed the goddamn line when you start picking on Enrique, honey. He's got more talent than his little finger. Rhymes with, huh? Then she's got in her whole body, especially writing for that paper. Okay, calm down, Enrique. We have an open line in day one in Broward, 5670560 in Pond 560. Um, maybe that's what they're saying. Finger, finger, huh? Maybe they're from New York. Finger, dame la finger. Here's Hollywood. Hello. Yeah, Neil. Yes, sir. Yo, I used to work as a salesman at Home Depot. Yes. One time this faggot came up to me and he tried to come on to me. Uh-huh, yeah. Okay, we have an open line at Broward, 5670560. That's your buddy, by the way, another one of those little spicks, which is the reason that we can't talk to too many spicks in this town because of those two or three little Julios that are busy playing grab-ass with each other in the tea room at uh, Westland. 5670560, Pond 560 in the Mobile One line. Here's Miami. Hello. Miami. Buenos dias. Okay, gone on three. Gone on three. Okay, here's a mobile in Hollywood. Hello. Hey, how you doing? Okay, sir. Uh, we're just probing the outer reaches, sir, for some kind of life. I would say intelligent life, but we're uh, not too optimistic. Uh, I'm not sure if you're going to find it. I work retail pharmacy, and uh, I know it's rough. And how you feel? I experience it firsthand every day since for, I... For a long, can I ask you this question? What kind of a system is it that they have in these drugstores where they have these little uh, boxes with the alphabet on them, and then they have bags all over the place, and there's a bunch of them in drawers, and they've got prescription slips smeared out all over the counter? I mean, is, is that a system? Uh, that's uh, some resemblance of some kind of system, yeah. Well, it sucks. <laughs> You've got a better solution? I got a better solution. Like, uh, there's got to be a more scientific way of doing it, you know. I mean, than just having the stuff laying all over the place. Uh, every time someone comes up to get their script, uh, I cringe because I have to on the person out front's not. I mean, when, when, let, let me ask you this: when the, when one of the pharmacists gets done filling a prescription, when it's ready to go, why can't they take it immediately and put it in one of those bins where it belongs and put it in alphabetical order? Why why can't they do that? Uh, usually that's how it should be done. Not not not, not any store I've ever seen. They've got <laughs> well, some of some of them are in the bins, some of them are laying on the counter, some of them are over where you dropped the thing off in the first place. And, and they got like twenty different uh, places where stuff is uh, laying around. Well, I don't own the place, but if you want to come by and uh, have me help you, I'd be more than happy to uh, be some. Where's that? It's in Dania. Oh, in Dania. Okay, I'll pass. Thank you, sir. I'm going to go to Dania for a prescription. No. Okay, Dade County's wide open, 5670560, pound 560 on a mobile one line. Mobile in Fort Lauderdale, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. First time caller, long time listener, All right. Irish Catholic, who doesn't believe in any of that crap. Yes. Happy, uh, happy Ass Wednesday, by the way. Yeah, right. I got a story about a McDonald's and Davy. Yeah. Last, last year, I guess when Lynn started, I'm not sure exactly how this stuff operates because I don't care. I went there and ordered two cheeseburgers playing with cheese, hoping they couldn't mess that up. About five minutes down the road, when I opened the things up, all they had was the bread and the cheese. Yeah. Well, that's close. Yeah, that's close. There's nothing worse than getting a cheeseburger with no cheese on it. <laughs> I, I, I allowed it, though, you know, thinking maybe somebody in there knew what they were doing and uh, considered it was Lent, but I doubt it. Should have known better, pal. All right. Hey, I sent my uh, girlfriend one of those Vermont teddy bears. Worked great, man. Excellent. All right. Have a good one. Happy ass Wednesday. Bye. Where's my meat? Okay, open line at Broward, all three in date. I think, uh, you know, we pushed, we pumped this as far as we can today. This audience is run dry. They run dry on Monday. Friday, I think they were out of material. 
Pavel Bury, by the way, he'll be back when he's good and ready. That's basically what it says in the paper today. Maybe this weekend, maybe by Saturday with that Phoenix game, maybe not. Okay. And like I said, they're spending a lot of money to get all these uh, rocket scientists together to send out these surveys and, and, you know, approach each and every one of the no-shows, find out their name, address, shoe size, where they get their prescriptions filled, why aren't they there. Which, the last time I checked, that really wasn't a very big problem. We don't really have all that many no-shows. We've got tremendous crowds at every game in spite of the mediocre hockey out there, in spite of all the problems. And what they ought to be trying to do is expend their energies on making things right. Oh, my God, there he goes again. He hasn't lived here long enough. What a concept. Seriously, the, the, you, you think that if you lived someplace long enough, you'd catch on. You'd get used to it. With me, it's just the reverse. The longer I live here, the harder it is for me to accept the fact that there's so much mediocrity that goes on here, and people just accept it. They just shrug their shoulders. And, well, you know, that's the Florida F and way, man. The rules are different here. Here's a mobile in uh, the Grove. Hello. New guy. Yes, sir. What's going on, man? Hey, that, that guy before me, he, he didn't tell you he's a vegetarian. He ordered a veggie burger. That's yeah, what's wrong no with meat. that? As long as I got my cheese, I'm a happy camper. Of course, I can't eat the bun, so I'd have to scrape the cheese off. Yeah, I'd like to eat some bun right now. I'll By the way, before, before I forget... Well, it's ask, don't forget, it's Ask Wednesday. That's exactly where I was going. My girlfriend's listening, baby. Remember tonight's Ask Wednesday. All right. Lube it up. Listen, I had a similar... <laughs> <laughs> uh I had a similar... Uh, bad experience um, when my uh, 10-year-old uh, was an infant uh, with an antibiotic. And uh, thank God my ex-wife's an RN. Otherwise... In big trouble with yeah. uh, Eckerd drugs. Uh-huh. I mean, I hate I, Eckerd drugs. I can't stand Eckerds. Well, they make me want to vomit. Needless to say, we had a couple of nice letters going their way, and uh, they took care of us a little way. Did a, they? A little bit. Yes. They smeared you a little bit. Yeah, they smeared us yeah, a little bit. And that bitch. Look, I'm not. I'm not uh, inclined, a uh, homosexually inclined. But if I were, I'd do both Enrique and Luis Miguel at the same time. So that bitch that wrote that article showed up your ass, bitch. Okay, she probably. And one is. more thing, yes. Leo, I got a good money. Go, Marie. <laughs> okay, okay, this guy's uh, ready. He's ready, all right, for Ask Wednesday. I think he's already into it. Yeah, what's wrong with that? That f***ing bitch. Yeah, knocking Enrique, huh? See, no, that's the one thing I noticed. No Hispanic, uh, other, the only one that can get away with doing a concert in this town, and always they suck her ass, is, uh, you know, Gloria. Gloria Estefan, who, by the way, sucks watermelons, okay? She couldn't sing her out of a goddamn paper bag. She blows. Worse than Monica. She's a piece of turd. She could do a concert. Every note could be off-key, and they're writing all these wonderful... Oh, they're just obsessed. You know, she's one of the untouchables. But if... Uh, and uh, probably even Ricky Martin, if he came here, they'd say, well, you know, he was okay, but, you know, he's Puerto Rican. And he's also... Well, here's a mobile in Miami Beach. Hello. Uh, hey, Uncle Neil, how you doing? Okay, sir. Uh, First-time caller. Great. Um, I was telling you, the problem with the people is not the ethnic background or anything like that. It's the fact that nobody takes any pride in the work they do. Yeah. They clock in. They get their paycheck regardless if they do a crappy job or if they do a great job. Yeah, it rhymes with clock. It's called schlock. That's uh, that's what they do, schlock. <laughs> All right, Neil, and uh, Gloria sucks my ass. Okay. <laughs> what do you think Gloria would say to that? Okay. Two open lines a day, two in Broward. It's thinning out, baby. You're a tough crowd, a tough nut to crack here today. We should have 50,000 calls on the phone on this, okay? But like I said, I'm the only one there last night was even slightly agitated. Everybody else, they're either very good actors or it's just me. I'm getting old and crotchety. These people are standing online and they're, they're like glazed over. They're standing there so long and they're like yeah, so uh, hopeless at this point that you look in their eyes and they're like glazed over. But they don't care. They're not making a peep, you know, I, you know, because I guess they're afraid that if they say something, they speak up, they'll like, give them arsenic or something in their prescription. 
absolutely, positively, uneffing acceptable. That was what that experience was. like. And when I drove out of there, I thought, well, you know, I've been doing business there a long time. There's some nice people like my friend Marcy that used to work there. I don't see her anymore. In fact, I don't see any of the same people there anymore. That store's not been open that long. But unacceptable, you're talking people's health. I mean, my it was just cream to smear on my neck, so it wasn't going to be life and death in my case, but usually it's prescription drugs, which is. Oh, I don't know. How do you spell that? Z-Q-X, uh, what is it? Let me write it out for you, honey, okay? Just bear your ass and let me let me emblazon it on your goddamn rectum. Okay, and then see if you can figure out how you spell it. Dumb. Just absolutely impossibly dumb. A system, a whole, the whole setup is flawed. It's garbage. And you people go into these joints and you place your life and your health and your whole family's health on this crap. And these people are running around back there like a bunch of goddamn banana bugs in heat. They don't know what the hell they're doing. The Neil Rogers Show on 560 WQAM Miami, Fort Lauderdale. It's the one to two hour. I took my troubles to the Hebrew school. My uncle Neil said it's the thing you do. Okay, 102 at 560 WQM. We have an open line. And who was that, by the way, that did that? Was that KJ done that bit? No. It was All Night Theater. Yeah. A local bar band. And did we ever hear from them again? Yes, they did the uh, Who Will Stop the Wayne. Really? Boy, they're damn good. So let's give a little credit where credit is due, okay, to All Night Theater. We have an open line in date, 5670560 in Pana, uh, 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's Miami. Hello. Oh uh, yeah, Neil. Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm going back and forth on this issue with the uh, with the police in New York with the shooting of 41 times. Yes. Yeah, my cousin. Going back and forth on it. Yeah, man, I'm having a debate with a mechanic here in my lot. Yeah. And uh, he he thinks that that was completely racial. Uh, he's a he's like he's he's black. 
Yeah. He thinks it was completely racial. I'm telling him, I spoke to my cousin. My cousin's Cuban. Mm-hmm. Right? He's, a, he's a cop in Miami. He tells me that he would have done the same exact thing. Well, he's crazier than a bed bug. No, 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 no. Crazier than, let me say it again. Yes, 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 yes. Crazy. He's got nothing to do with being crazy. He's got nothing to do with being that. I mm-hmm. mean, if he tells a person to stop and he keeps running, he's got something in his hand, he doesn't yeah. shoot. Mm-hmm. And with yes, so many yes, cops they around, thought, it was nice They on thought him. he had a gun, so they had to shoot him 41 times. Is that it? Well, how many cops were shooting? What? And then the kind of guns that they were shooting, you, know, you, you hear an echo and you think it's another gun shooting back at you. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. So, no, so maybe, so maybe they should have shot 82 times. Yeah, there you go. Back at you. We have an open line at Dade 1 in Broward, 5670560 and Pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Hey, God. Yes, sir. I use the word bunk all the time, and uh, people ask me, what the hell does that mean? I say unacceptable. Like this whole place is getting bunker, meathead. Go Red Wings. Uh huh. Like I said, Jack Ball. Open line at Dade One in Broward, five six seven oh five sixty and pound five sixty. Are all the Red Wing fans that stupid? I mean, remember that one young blonde guy that from last year? He was a good guy. He was okay, yeah. But other than that, I think the Red Wing fans are like mental basket cases because they know they're not going to do, do the three peat. And boy, there's nothing worse in the world. I hate than that expression, three peat. All these sports nerds. Oh, let's go for the three peat. Ho ho ho. Oh God. I mean, we're talking a mentality so embarrassing, so juvenile. What do you think about that Canisius Odiata game that I? What's the number on that game, huh? Mm. Here's Hollywood. Hello. Hey, how you doing, Neil? Yes, sir. Uh, I saw the Maple Leafs Gardens uh, finale uh, Saturday night. Yeah. And uh, when I saw Red Hornet passing the the flag towards the end, mm-hmm. then I was over in Maple's working out yesterday, and I went. I said, "Who's this guy with a million? I started talking to him. It was Red Hornet. He's working out the working out on the treadmill. He's in great shape for his age, still working out. It was a pleasure to meet him. He's got almost 90 years old, isn't he? Yeah, and he's still working on the treadmill, and he's, yeah. he's pleased to see that uh, it was actually seen down here. He's seen some photographs, but he's actually pleased it was seen down here. Great guy. Got to talk to him for about 15 minutes. Did you see the end of the thing where he handed the uh, Maple Leaf That's flag? That's what I Yeah, that was pictures in the picture. That was great. That was great, and he was... Uh, uh, he's, he started talking about his years way back when. He retired back in 1941. That's amazing. Yeah. Hey, anyhow, nice talking. Maybe we can suit him up and put him on defense. <laughs> Have a great day, pal. Yep. We need some help. Well, I got that big guy from uh, Vancouver I see last night. We got rid of Darby Hendrickson. We'll never be the same again. We have an open line in day one in Broward. Who's that? Who's that you're talking about? 5670560 and pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's Miami. Hello. Yeah, Neil. Yes, sir. Yeah, I want to talk about the Islanders. Why? I want to find out, well, I am an Islander fan. I'm from Rhode well, Island. I'm so sorry, yeah. I want to find out why in the world would they want to get Felix Potvin when they have Tommy Salo? I mean, because guy... Mike Melbury didn't like Tommy Salo, and he thought that Felix Potvin would have still had it, and obviously he doesn't. But, uh, See, you know... One good thing about that trade, it turned out to be a piece of crap for both teams. You know, they say, they say if the trade works well for both teams, it's a good trade. In this case, it worked out crappy for both teams, so it's a good trade. Bar- Brian Burrard can't play a lick of defense for the Leafs, and Felix Potvin can't stop a-, a watermelon, so it worked out even for both teams, and you guys are in big trouble. We have an open line of date, 5670560 and pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. If you notice, by the way, Tommy Salo is playing most of your games now. Here's uh, North Miami. Hello. Hey, Neil, good day. How you yes, doing? Yes, sir, good day. Big fan, long-time listener. All right. Hey, listen, I heard you a couple of days ago bad-mouthing the uh, Rio Hotel out there in Vegas. I just got back out there from out there myself. Well, if anybody's got a differing point of view, let me straighten me out. I never stayed there, but, boy, I had a real bad experience, left a bad taste in my puss. Well, you might have just got a douchebag on the rag that day. I mean, i got to tell you, besides the fact it was a mile off the strip, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I mean, had a nice room overlooking the strip. Uh, 
had a rental car, which, you know, I took downtown to Fremont Street, right. walked the strip. Right. And, uh, you know, hey, for Vegas, I had a blast. Rented a vet out when I was out there, took it for a nice cruise out in the desert. Yeah, but, but why, oh, you got to rent a car if you're going to be out there. But why would you want to stay at a place that's a mile off the strip? What's the advantage? What's the big uh, attraction there? Well, the thing that caught me, uh, the team recommended some friends, and uh, besides just being in the room just to sleep, I was never there. I got rated pretty good, but like you said, you know, it's just the main disadvantage of being a mile off the strip. I had a big, nice, beautiful 600-square-foot suite there, and uh, for the really? rate, for 60 bucks a night, I couldn't be in the For 60 favorite. bucks a night? Yeah. Now, when you say a big, beautiful, spacious suite, I mean, I know it's an all-suite hotel, but, I mean, uh, I have a feeling that the average room at the MGM Grand is probably no smaller than what you're talking about. I've, I've never been to the MGM. They, they, give, they give you pretty damn nice rooms for, like, uh, you know, 90 on a weeknight, like 89, 90 bucks a night. The only difference is, is I'm sure you get a much nicer room doing a Tyson fight at the MGM. I hear those are highly promoted doing Tyson. Yeah. Right. All right, but I'm just telling you, I mean, maybe you just had a bad... Well, we'll find out. Well, well let's get some more real sweet people. Hey. Let's, uh, we're fair is fair, you know? Can I call someone a douchebag? Yes, sir. Hey, Rich, you're nothing but a ponytail-driving douchebag. Okay, pal. Bet he had a good time. Well, he went to Vegas and he got out of there is what he said. He didn't stay there. He just, just slept there. So what's you know what's not to like if you only sleep you're sleeping on a bed okay you're sleeping in a room on a bed as long as it's a nice decent room clean room good uh, shower to hold you uh, what difference does it make? But I had a really bad experience and since we're talking about service and treating people right today why would I even think about going back to a place where I had a bad experience in a place that's noted that's world famous for great service and being friendly? Why would I want to go back to a place like that? But I'm sure that there are a lot of you who love the Rio Suites. Go ahead, give them a good plug, whatever you like. Or not? I don't. I don't think there's a bad room at the MGM Grand. I could be wrong, but I mean, for any price, I don't think there's a bad room in that joint. It's just a, a beautiful uh, place, and and how they do it. They got five thousand rooms in there, and usually they're pretty damn uh, packed, you know. And how they clean them all. You know, you go out for a while, you come back by noon or one o'clock, your room is already cleaned, and then uh, like I've told you, the room service, the food is sensational. And thirty minutes. If that place is jam packed, it makes no difference during the biggest conventions. 30 minutes, 35 at the most, there's your food room service. They're knocking on the door. The food is great. What's not to like? I had one in my mouth once. Ever wonder what it would be like to get raped by Demi Moore? Yes! Yes! Leave it to Hollywood to be so far removed from this planet, you can't possibly take them seriously. We're not Hollywood. And you haven't witnessed the real terror, the gut-wrenching truth of seduction and rape. Reality Films presents Real Disclosure, starring Janet Reno. I'm here, big boy. You'll cringe in horror when you see Janet Reno seduce her underlings. Was it good for you? Well, it wasn't uh, too bad. It, what was that anyway? It was an open scab. <laughs> Real Disclosure, coming soon. Uh, maybe we shouldn't say that. Starting Friday. 114 at 560 QM. By the way, for the benefit of Ben, who might still be listening, I'm sure he is, uh, the bad service I had at the Rio Suites in Vegas a couple of years ago, they were white people, all white. Just to set the record straight, okay, just to clear up the complexion of the whole story there, they were lily white, and they were a bunch of assholes, and I will not go back. Simple as that. Here's a mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Neil, God. Yes, sir. 
Hey, I just uh, I call every once in a while and we talk about the Red Wings. I just didn't want you to put us put us all in the same boat as that asshole. Well, that's why he's calling Sam every Kramen. other day. He calls yeah, the same bozo. He's just a jackass. Okay, he's uh, too too much time in Detroit. All right, you're uh, you're ruling us out. Huh? You don't think we got a chance for the? I won't say it. The how, how do you know that with 30 games left? How does anybody know who's got a chance? I see yeah. those those kinds of calls are the kinds of calls that make sports talk shows terminal. People are calling. Well, what do you think? Who's you know? Who do you like? What? The, how do you know? How does anybody? Well, I don't know. You said it. I was just asking. I was you know? just giving that guy a little stuff. Don't be so sensitive, man. If you hey. if you're from Detroit, you shouldn't be sensitive. Hey, you know what I'm talking about? Yes, sir. Okay. Um, as soon as, uh, soon as, soon as Sergey starts earning his 650 million rubles, I, yeah. I, I think we'll be all right. Well, you we guys do... had enough, okay? Leave room for somebody else. Get out of here. We have an open line in Broward, 567. I'll see you at Topinka's when they open it up again in about 50 years, okay, sir? Yeah, Detroit. There's a place. Sure ain't what it was. Oh, my God. No. Never going to be what it used to be. No. Not even close. A shadow of what it once was. The great city that used to be. The Motor City. And now, oh, jeez. A toilet. But I don't want to go into the reasons. Here is a sunrise. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Afternoon, sir. And buenas to you. I got a couple things for you. I'm calling from Sunrise. I just want you to know that there are living and breathing people out here. Boy. Yes. I love that. A um, couple things. First, uh, about this new ordinance, about the neon signs. Yeah, isn't that pathetic? How's that coming? Anything new on that? I haven't heard a word about it, and it seems to be all the signs are still up. Was that one man's notion, or did, like, the... Council vote on it? Yeah, the uh, Sunrise Commission vote on it. And of course, it was being pushed by the city manager, Pat Salerno, who's a major asshole. Does anybody not have blue hair that voted on that? How, now, wait a minute. Isn't that his name, Pat Salerno? Ain't he the guy? Yeah. Well, how come, now, how come they have that Pat Salerno highway? Do we name highways after guys that are still alive? <laughs> Apparently. What the hell what kind of crap is that? Well, in Sunrise, think? he's probably almost dead anyway, right? Yeah, well, he's probably uh, 20 years younger than the median age, <laughs> right. even if he is dead. <laughs> yeah, this, they just arbitrarily, like a bunch of sign Nazis, came along, and they're trying to put all these poor bastards out of business. Right. And if you, you were, don't like it, get out. Right. You were mentioning that the, uh, the article in the Scum Sentinel about right. the one lady that owns the tailor shop or something. No, it was uh, dry cleaners. Yeah. Uh, my girlfriend's gone to her many times, and she's the nicest lady in well, the world. Well, good. I, I hope everybody goes there. In fact, I wish I still had the article. Let's plug the, What's the name of that place, you know? Uh, well, somebody will call it. It's right on Oakland Park Boulevard. All right. Right before university. Everybody take their laundry. In fact, steal your neighbor's laundry and take it up there <laughs> just to give her a lot of business. All right. I got one other thing, Neil. And uh, the greatest thing in the world happened to me last week. Yes. And I went after I say, instead of giving me an O, can you give me a full-length Roy? Yeah. I got fired from Eckerd's. Roy! Yes. Great, congratulations. Greatest thing that ever happened to me in the world. Excellent. All right, Neil, you have a good day. Good luck to us. Thanks. Bye-bye. And even if you're going to the soup kitchen, man, you're moving up in the world from uh, Eckerd's. Boy, that's a... Uh... And yes, once in a while, I will confess that if, uh, you know, for convenience sake, depending if, like, if I'm going over to the post, po post office there on hiatus, there's an Eckerd's on a corner, because there's an Eckerd's and a Walgreens on every street corner in South Florida. Look out here, right in the corner. What's up there on the end? Walgreens. Every goddamn street corner, man, that's fine, okay, because you need your, uh, you know, your underarm stuff and your douche and, well, you know, all your good stuff. And you actually need your uh, prescription drugs because uh, it's a sick goddamn country. Just ask me, I'll tell you. But, boy, I'll tell you one thing, that blood pressure, oh, oh my God, thanks again to Dr. Pascunyak. Maybe it's only by accident. Maybe it's because I'm on my best P's and Q's because I'm in this enforced, very strict Atkins the last several days and have to continue doing it because i got no choice. But, boy, I'm going to tell you, when you can skip, like, to one and a half uh, blood pressure things and you take your pressure and it's like 110 over 84 or uh, 74, yeah, 110 over 74. And I'm saying to myself, all right, like that.
Maybe it wasn't the doctor at all. Maybe it's that garlic I'm taking now. That that makes more sense. Uh huh. Let's talk about salt palmetto and all that the herbal crap, huh? And then that tincture of a tree tea crap that your crazy accountant sold me for five bucks. You cheap you Jew bastard. Now what what kind of crap is that he charges me for it after all the publicity I've given him on his show? Yeah, that's right. I said he was a good accountant. I said he's crazier than a bed bug, but he's a good con man. What more does he want, David? With your tincture of that, take your tea of trinket, whatever it is, and stick it in your rectum. Man. In fact, uh, rub, smear some on your arm before you, like, uh, lay the tefillin tomorrow morning. Maybe it'll lube it up a little bit. You won't cut off the circulation so bad, you lunatic Jew. Here's Miami. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. You saw Exit. Hey, listen. I'm getting married, and um, I'm going for my honeymoon to Italy. Yeah. For the month of June. Uh-huh. And um, I'm going, like, on a tour. I'm going all over. Florence. Rome, uh, Venice, Great. Uh, Milan. Excellent. So I want to know if you can give me some, um, just some good restaurants. Doesn't matter in which, <laughs> in which, in which city, but yeah, okay. Well, try, some of your top restaurants. Try McDonald's in each one. Okay, you'll love it. I mean, well, what is that? So give me some good restaurants. You don't worry about the name of a restaurant in Italy, my friend. You go to the trattorias. You go to the little mom and pop trattorias, and you have a fantastic meal. Go to Giglio's in uh, in Rome. Okay. There's one for you, G-I-G-L-I-O, Giglio's. It's on uh, Via, whatever the hell it is, off Via Nazionale there. I can't think of the name. Right by the Opera House. There's all, I mean, just go to a restaurant. Wherever you go, it'll be better than 95% of the crap that you buy here, okay? What is with these people? What is with these people? I'm going to Vegas. Can you tell me a good place to gamble? I, yeah, what is that? I like, like I'm going to be locked up in San Quentin for 10 years. Can you tell me the number of a good cell to hang out in? What, what are these people talking about? Just go with the flow, baby. Go and have a good time and wander around and don't go to the tourist traps and don't get sucked in. Don't spend too much time in Florence, sir. It's a real, real tourist trap. Beautiful city, beautiful people, but highly overpriced and a real tourist trap. Don't spend too much time on the Ponte Vecchio with all that overpriced jewelry. Unless you want to buy your wife a lovely necklace. Here's Miami. Hello. Neil, God. Yes, sir. How are you, Neil? Great. Listen, as far as the Eckers and Walgreens goes, yes. that's pretty much a lesser of two evils because uh, I'm a Julio, and down here you try to go to one of the bodeguitas, one of the little uh, privately owned pharmacies. See. Si. Oh, my God. You'll be there for hours mm -hmm. before anyone even gives you a hand. Well, but, they're busy, uh, you know, choking the chickens in the back, you know, <laughs> for the, the, all that witch doctor stuff they do. Actually, they got the magnetic bracelets going. Yeah, I was going to West, and I wanted to know if you could tell me a good tea room to use. <laughs> Number two on the right, just right next to Penny's. And before I go, I wanted to give you a Neil Maricon. All right. Bye. We have an open line of date, 567, Maricon. Yeah, that last syllable has to be really, you know, really uh, hard on that thing. 5670560 and pound 560. So I said a fat tub of crap before, okay, and you got all excited about it. I said a fat effing tub. I'm glad that I did that, okay? In fact, I think the next time I'll say the whole word. I'm, I'm tired of this repression in this goddamn constipated country. And just like, just you know, if the American people are so consistent, it's just like what I'm talking about, the scene at Walgreens last night. And, yes, I am making a big timid about it because it wasn't only this girl and her ineptitude and the pharmacist with his rather marginal attitude. The whole thing bothered me, the, the customers, because they've been conditioned like a bunch of sheep to just stand there and stand there, like not even get the slightest. You know they're getting agitated. They just don't want to show it. 
And I used to be one of those people that was like very, very low key, very quiet. Go ahead, never want to make waves in a store like that. But I, you know, I said to her, are, are, "Is this on candid camera? Is this a joke?" And that's not the first time I've used that line. I've used that in other places too. Like if they're just absolutely ridiculous and they keep you waiting and they can't get their act together, I'll, I'll start looking around. Where's the camera? We've got to be on candid camera. This can't be for real. Nobody could be this stupid and inept, could they? And the sheep, they just stand there and they stand there instead of saying, hey, how about getting somebody over here that knows what they're doing? So there's an old line, you know, in life you get what you deserve. So if you jackasses are willing to sit there and take that for service, then to you, okay? Just like the morons in the Macarena with that goal that you can't see. Well, we don't want to make waves. You know, that Neil, he's just still got a big mouth. What a bunch of pussies we got here. Here's a mobile in West Palm Beach. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. I'm I'm from the West Coast. I've been going to Vegas for years and years, and the, the two places that I think have the best service are um, I don't know if you ever stayed at the Desert Inn. No. But they treat you like a king there. I think the Desert Inn and then the Stardust. I think they're the only two privately owned hotels. I like the Stardust, yeah. but they have that one wing that's older than uh, saw, than Sawdust at the yeah. Stardust, and yeah. I wouldn't want to stay in there. But that uh, restaurant in the Stardust, uh, William B's, is excellent. Steakhouse, yeah, that's good. Yeah, they. And they uh, also have a good buffet in there at the Stardust. If you don't catch the long line, it's pretty good. Not yeah. great. It's okay. It's fair. We clean the money up at those places too. I'll tell you the place I love is uh, which is back open again now. What's the uh, the uh, uh, diner they have in Ralph's? I mean, in, uh, yeah, that's the name of it. Ralph, Ralph's Diner in the Ralph's. Stardust. Huh? Is it there's a the di- You mean the old the oldies diner? Yeah, in the, the old fifty. It's called Ralph's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got good food in there. Because they had that place closed down for a while. They were redoing it, but the last time was there was open again. I love Ralph's. That's a good place. Yep, that's a good uh, good hotel. They treat you good there. The Desert Inn is, is really Now, have you ever nice. stayed at the Rio Suites? No, but I've gambled in there a few times, and uh, they've taken my money. I, I, the ceiling's too low in there. Yeah, I don't, I don't like to join. It, it looks like it's a size of a broom closet. It looks like the uh, size of this studio. Yeah, I don't know. I don't care. I like, uh, I like the MGM. They treat you real good there. Great. And... Um, and Caesar's Palace is another good right, place. Right, there you go. Not to gamble in, but just to go in to eat meals yeah, in the they, shop and lose a lot of, you know, spend a lot of money. Classy. Right. Okay, pal. Thank you. See you on the strip. I won't say strip. Those cops will be down here in no time again, the BSO. Oh, it's another one of those uh, uh, strip clubs, another one of those goddamn uh, swinger places. Let's raid the goddamn thing. You think the Europeans were laughing at us with the uh, penis gate stuff? If they read about this kind of crap, they would just uh, wet their pants. They'd be calling June Allison every half an hour for a refill on the pens. They're raiding swing clubs. Oh my God! They must they must have cut down shooting everybody over there in America. No, they're just they're doing this on a spare time to make it look good. Like those tickets they're going to be writing for not wearing your seatbelt. Yeah, you know, it makes it look like they're really keeping us safe. You're not fooling anybody with a brain. I'll tell you that, Sun Sentinel. You're not fooling me with your seatbelt bullcrap. And guess what? I'm not wearing them, and I'm not going to wear them. Some hell! It damn near killed them. <laughs> Sitting on the front porch, hair down my back. Fourteen shillings up on the jack. I'll drink that beer, never get full. All day long at the tractor pull. Plans all home, everything's a bust. Saturday comes when I marry my cousin. He wants to have the wedding at the Boulder Hall of Fame. Got drunk last night, almost died. A tornado hit my double wife. My name's on my belt, 
and a John Deere hat. Sixteen dogs and thirteen cats. Going to the bank to get some bucks. I won't make the wheels on my truck. I tailgate in my big Ford to read them signs, baby aboard. I hate them signs that make me nervous. No shoes, no shirt, no service. I love my titles, I ain't joking. Richard Petty and Big Hulk Hogan. The sticker on my bumper is a little bent. Hank Williams Jr. for president. Thirty-two at five sixty WQM. We have two open lines in Dade. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Here's a lady in Sunrise. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, ma'am. I had a uh, contact dermatitis caused by the spraying of my lawn, and the dermat- dermatologist wrote no substitution on the prescription. Right. And I went to Walmart, and they filled it wrong. And when I said to the woman, Boy. "You filled it wrong," she said, well, "What difference does it make for a sunburn?" Oh my gosh, she said that? She said that. So I went to the manager. He said, What difference does it make for a small sunburn, lawsuit? For a sunburn. I said, I'm not, all, I'm not all white people. It's a sunburn when there were faces red. I went to the manager. He handed me a $10 card yeah. to get merchandise. I handed it back to him and said, I want the prescription right. Yeah. He called her up and I said, I want you to come with me. I said, I don't want to deal with either of them. Both of them were black the pharmacist and the clerk. Uh-huh. And he came with me. And she was on the phone yelling at my doctor saying, you don't know any better. You have to write medically necessary. She was, she was yelling at the doctor? She was yelling at the doctor. The doctor didn't know any better. The doctor had to write medically necessary. That no substitution is not what you write in Florida. Well, is she a doctor or just some bitch that's filling prescriptions in a Walmart? Just some, some bitch. Some bitch, yeah. And I'm waiting there. I now had a fever. You know what I ended up doing? I got the prescription there. I had an internal prescription. She said if it got really bad. But I noticed it was the same one my cat was taking. And my my vet fills things right. So I took it. I called the vet up and said, can I have some more? Yeah. And I took the prednisone that my cat was supposed to take because I got so annoyed. I didn't want to go back and have it filled there. And? And when I called the insurance company and complained, she called Walmart. And she had me as a tourist down here with a sunburn and a doctor from New York who didn't know any better. Yeah. So... You know, you can't win at any of the pharmacies. Okay, well, uh, you're okay now, right? Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, it's all gone. Sounds like a good lawsuit to me. Sounds, it's all gone thanks to the vet's medicine. Thanks to the cat. Okay, have a great day. Thanks, Don't bye-bye. Do it again. Okay, well, she smeared it on her what? Oh, she said it was for her cat. We have an open line in uh, Broward and two a day, 567, and she said it cleared it up. 5670560 and pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. So this bitch calls up the doctor and bitches him out. How do you like that? This is a bitch at Walmart. See, I mean, there's so many things with all each one of these transactions that are unacceptable, unprofessional. I, you know, I'll be back to pick it up at 6. I get there a few minutes early, four or five minutes, and then this pharmacist, the same one I handed the thing to, who's supposed to be the expert there, the pervert and the expert, he's like, uh, oh, yeah, well, you, you told me 6. And and I see they're they're going through all these sheets of the, the prescription slips. It's just sitting there. They haven't even started it yet. 
And now they're calling out names. They got one other pharmacist uh, standing back there. We're overworked like crazy, and he's on the uh, P, uh, on the uh, PA uh, calling Hamilton and Schwartz and this. And, and none of these people are in the store. Meanwhile, there's a half a dozen of us sitting around waiting. Why not take care of the people who are there? I know that's a, a ridiculous concept. Yeah. I mean, you know, you can hire anybody off the street and stick them in a store. I mean, that that takes no talent just to stick a body in there. But to stick somebody in there that knows how to give people service and to do a job right, that's where it might take a little talent. Maybe some of our salespeople looking for a good job at Walgreens, huh? Maybe they can eat some of the fish food on the side while they're waiting. Here's a mobile in North Miami. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Um, a business traveler. I live in the land of white trash and old people, Tampa Bay. Yes. I'm down here about every two weeks, so I get a chance to listen to you. Tampa. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, curious to get your um, view on this uh, rich redneck for a hockey owner that we have up there. Uh, everybody's up in arms. The guy's owned the place for eight months, came in with this fire. But, but we don't care down here. See, I know, I know that it's taken me all these years, and I still can't convince you guys that the people in South Florida don't care about Tampa. I do like Donatello's, I'll tell you that. That's still a hell of a place. Right. But we don't care about the lightning. I know you've got real problems. You've got. I think the whole franchise is in tremendous jeopardy because they're not drawing flies now, and I can't, bl- I no, can't blame them. I mean, there's nobody coming to see that crap. And, uh, you know, the, and then the worst news that I read was that Esposito's trying to get a group together to buy the team, to, and if he comes back, you're really finished. He's an awful administrator. He, he's a nightmare. Actually, I'm a diehard devil fan. I just, and now that his son-in-law has been traded away, why does he want to come back for anyway? Sullivan, <laughs> I'm awful. Well, anyway, I think uh, I, th- I think the franchise... Somebody said to me last week, they said, well, maybe they ought to try minor league hockey in Tampa. I said, they already are. Uh, awful. Uh, you know, and I go, because I love ho- I'm like you, I love yeah, hockey. Yeah, but, that, so but that's, that's not a team. I mean, that, that's an embarrassment. It's a disgrace. Okay, Neil, I do enjoy the... But like you got a tie the other day against the uh, Islanders. Go out and have a party. <laughs> have a great day. Bye-bye. So thanks to Corey Slob. I saw some of that game the other afternoon, Monday afternoon. I know you're not watching it because you're not into it. You're like, uh, you know, you have no idea what you're missing. So many of the people in this town are so adamant and so narrow-minded. You don't know what you're missing. You're missing the good stuff. You're watching a bunch of these big seven-foot sparkers jam the basketball, and you think that's a sport. Wrong. Not even close. I mean, good college basketball like Michigan State. There you go. That's a ball game. But this NBA crap, man, forget it. Why even waste your time? And I heard Hank, nice going, Hank, was ripping the crap out of this American Airlines Center that they built four blocks away from uh, the old place, the White Elephant. And he's right. Everybody in the world is laughing at us. Oh, gee, they were afraid to go to the other place because it's in a bad part of town. But we'll build this place for Mickey and the team four blocks away. Like, that's going to make a big difference. But I would mind, Hank, and others that all talk about putting a baseball stadium downtown would pretty much be in that same area. Does anybody want to go there? No. Does it make sense to stick it there? No. No. Is it convenient for most of the people who live in the Tri-County area? No. No. But anyway, they just keep pushing and pushing and pushing because it's good for the Herald, it's good for Mickey Harrison, it's good for Carnival Cruise Lines. And I say screw all of them. I'm banging you in the butt, honey. Well, since the word came down, I've been home crying in my bed. I turn up the TV because they say the NBA is dead. Well, Rodman, you love to whine. Why don't you practice at the free throw line? Then you can help the Rodman, help us get along without my No. Now you got a pretty wife, it's a pity on to be a man. 
Wash away the purple dye, get a haircut and don't spit on the fan. No. Well, Robin, you jump so high. And you can triple double if you try. You gotta help us, Robin, help us get along with that One forty-three at five sixty WQM. The Hank Goldberg Show from Shula Steak Two coming up at two o'clock. Six o'clock. We got Big Fat Boog Shambi six to eight. Yeah, see now we can talk because I've lost thirteen pounds and Hank has lost thirty. So we can say Big Real Fat Boog Shambi and maybe embarrass him at losing like uh, seventy or eighty pounds for a start. Then we got Skinny Ed Kaplan with all the gambling stuff ten o'clock tonight. Oh no, we don't. We got the uh, Panther pregame. I'm sorry, Panther pregame at eight. Panthers at Dallas eight thirty nine. I'm trying to block that out of my mind. It could be real ugly. Okay, here's a, a mobile in Kendall. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Uh, Neil, uh, I've been in and out of my car all day. Have you talked about the orgasm police in Alabama? No. Uh, I heard it on the news this morning that they, the legislature in Alabama passed a law yeah. that any device that gives you an orgasm is now going to be illegal. Like your hand, yeah. Your hand, uh, you know, a hoe. Pocket rocket. Uh, yeah, uh, an electric drill. Woodpecker. What, I mean, what, how are they going Monica's to enforce lips. it? Monica's uh, lips. You know... Anyone that has extra pocket rockets ought to head to Alabama. I'm sure they're going for a lot of money. How about Rayovac batteries? I've read stories about uh, guys doing that. <laughs> uh, another thing, uh, you're absolutely right about lack of service in these stores. I think that's why Builders Square went, went out of business. Yeah. I've had such bad service in there. I've told these people, you know, what are you going to do when this place closes and you don't have a job? And they say. And sure enough, they all closed. And in closing, hey, listen, when I had, remember that I had that toilet seat problem a few weeks ago? And right. I went to that builder's square over by the sawgrass, which, in, right. unbeknownst to me, was on the verge of closing. And uh-huh. I'm, I, walk, I must have walked 42 miles in there and still couldn't find a damn thing that I wanted. But you know what? The further north you go uh, in this state, the better the service gets. I helped a friend move to Orlando. Yeah. And I couldn't believe it. He needed some things for the new house that he moved into. And we went into a, uh, not a builder's square, a Home Depot. Right. And this employee took us to every single area in the store. For Thank the... God. I got a lot of Home Depot stock. Thank God for that. Yeah. Uh, and in closing, if yeah. a blowjob isn't sex, then you must be a virgin. Okay. So anyway. No. What is that story? Anything? Any uh, device that uh, will uh, force a man to have an orgasm is illegal in Alabama? How about, now how about that banjo on your knee? Yeah. Oh, that's illegal. Because if you play it too hard, you know, and the, and the banjo too. We have an open line of date. Five say, see this this uptight business with orgasms, with sex, with like a little uh, innocuous, you know, here and there on the dress, Sports on the you know, on the lamppost overnight. What was the name of that song? Does your chewing, does your orgasm lose its flavor on the lamppost overnight? Who did that? Wilson Pickett. I don't know. No, Wilson Pickett. Get out of here. You wouldn't know Wilson Pickett from Bobby Boris Pickett and the Monster Mash. Does your chewing, Lonnie, uh, uh, Lonigan, the Finnegan, Lonnie Finnegan? Oh, this is good. All right. I got the book. Hey, if I can come up with that one, boy, that's uh, does your chewing gum. That was a ridiculous. One of those silly novelty records. Let's see. Does your chewing gum lose? Uh, Lonnie Donegan. All right. Hey, oh, God. What a freaking genius, huh? And what? I'm, I'm wasting my time doing this. 
when I know Lonnie Donegan. I'm wasting my time talking to a bunch of uh, bozos. Here's a mobile in Boca. Hello. Yeah, a mobile uh, payphone, not a mobile home. Like I said, here's a payphone in Boca. Unbelievable. My, I ran out to my Mercedes, but and, and locked not, my not keys. A... We're going to use the phone in the car and lock the keys in and ran back to my mobile home. My wife didn't pay my phone bill, <laughs> so I ran down to, well, here I am with a payphone. Anyway. But not, I, but the good news is it's not a bad payphone. Uh, we can actually understand you. The guy from Alabama? Yeah. True. I, I was in Alabama two weeks ago. They were, all the uh, meat markets were out of liver. There was uh, no, no liver uh, sale uh, window on windows. Uh, the, yeah. I don't know. That's what I heard anyway. I didn't see it actually. Yeah. Listen, I got a story about the uh, fast food counter. Uh-huh. Um, in Boca today, this morning, give a girl $1.05 for a little morning breakfast treat. And uh, it was nickels, pennies, and a few dimes. And uh, 15 pennies and rest nickels and dimes. Took her five minutes. She counted it three times. Mm. Took her a full five minutes mm. and counted it out. And uh, one other thing I don't think anybody's mentioned about fast food restaurants. Mm-hmm. Is it my imagination or is it, are they all dirty and super slow? I mean, you go into the into these areas and the people, I mean, this restaurant was in Boca, but it was all, uh, how do you say, African, Julio? Uh, oh, just the Schwarzers. Just disgusting dirty. Yeah. Every time I go into one, it's run by those people that are disgusting dirty. And, and they're always super slow, the services. I mean, the yeah. people barely walk around. Uh, well, they're, they're getting even with you, sir. They're getting even. Okay, we have an open line, open line in Dade, one in Broward, five six seven oh five sixty. See, we love our uh, all everybody. We love everybody at least if they got an IQ bigger than their thumb. But when you're dumb, rhymes with thumb, and uh, and we don't dislike you, but don't don't get a job. You know, go out and uh, panhandle. Do something. I can't stand panhandling either. But do something. Get a get an education. Get a brain. Get a freaking brain. Don't listen to these morons in this radio station giving you this phony baloney about how you're all going to play in the NBA and the NFL. And, uh, you know, there's only, like, uh, so many teams. They've only got 10,000 teams. That that was Reagan's deal. That's how Reagan was going to, you know, solve the problems in the black community and uh, black unemployment among all the young blacks. We we're going to have 25 million uh, NBA teams. Well, guess what? It didn't work. It's a lie. It's a myth. Get a brain. Get an education. Go out there and get a job that means something. And even if you work at McDonald's, have a little pride what you do, and maybe you'll become like the assistant manager and then the manager, and you'll like wind up owning one or something. Get a brain. I'm not sitting here preaching, but for Christ's sakes, just being dumb. How can people go through it? And if your parents are dumb and illiterate, say, hey, guess what, Mom and Dad, you're dumb and illiterate, but I'm going to talk like a real person. I know that comes as a shock to you, but don't ask me no questions. God, it's just, uh, it's part of the uh, whole syndrome, man, in this country. It's, uh, That's the American fucking way. We're all paying a price for it. I, I just can't deal with it, especially out in my neck of the woods. When I go into a goddamn... See, when they build a place that's close to you, they expect to have a big clientele because there are a lot of people that live out there, and it's convenient. That's right. It's convenient for all the people that live in that hood. And I live in that hood, so I go to that particular Walgreens, and it's convenient for me even though they give me much better service on the one on Broward Boulevard, which is another mile and a half away, and they know me in there, and they treat me great, and I used to go there for years, but it's convenient. So when I go there, I expect to go in there and not be treated like a celebrity or like, oh, it's Neil Rogers. No, just like a customer that spends a lot of money in there. Is that possible? No. Now, how do you spell that again? Give me that one more time. If she would have said, give me that one more time, one more time, I would have punched her in the puss. I'm telling you. I would have jumped right over the counter and punched her in the puss. Unacceptable, honey. What, what's that first name again? Schloimy. 